Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Thanks to BetterHelp for supporting FilmSack. For 10% off your first month, go to betterhelp.com slash FilmSack and start living a better life today. There is nowhere I can't go. There is nowhere I won't find you. It's impossible. Not impossible. Inevitable. I know it does. I've seen it. <laughs> this is Film Sack. Sure. Hello and welcome to Film Sack. This is Film Sack, mining the very depths of if, 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 film entertainment for all mankind. <laughs> <laughs> this film pertainment. Film pertainment. It is uh, episode 535, 535 for November 20th, 2021. I'm Scott Johnson, joined today by Brian. He thought he was cool till he saw Trinity somersault through the subway turnstiles Dunaway. Oh, that was sweet. There's a lot of somersaulting on the roof, on the ceiling, everything. Oh, hi. Hi. Why, Filmstack? Why do you do it? Why queue up another film on yet another streaming service? Why keep watching crappy movies? Do you believe you're fighting for something? Can you tell me what it is? Tell me. Do you even know? Is it money or fame? Perhaps respect? Yes? No? Maybe? Could it be for love? <laughs> Illusions, film sack. Vagaries of perception. The temporary constructs of feeble mind intellect. Human. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me re- let me start that back over the sentence. The temporary construct of a feeble human intellect trying desperately to justify an existence that is some without meaning or purpose. And all of them as artificial as the internet itself. Although, although only a human mind could invent something as insipid. Insipid? As love. <laughs> There's a glitch in the matrix. I can't read. You must be able to see it. I mean, I don't read this. I make this up on the fly. You must be able to see it, film sack. You must know it by now. You can't win. It's pointless to keep fighting. Why, film sack? Why? Why do you persist? Because you choose to. All the stupid beep. Reboot complete. Oh, man, this rebar impelled me pretty bad. Randy, quick, kiss me before I'm a corpse and it makes this whole thing weird. (laughs) <laughs> also, cookies are just a construct of a mom's love. Mm. Mm. Ooh. Oh, that got deep. That got deep. You did it. You got way deep. Now I can't. I can't go on. No. I, yes, I can. Uh, it's also joining us, Randy 
Where did all those street rats get all those functioning mechs, Jordan? Aloha, Scott. Brian. Brian. Now, listen up. We only have a few more hours or minutes or I I don't really know. Some variable amount of time before the aliens break through and attack us. Now, if you're like me and you don't want to die, I've got some good news for you. We've spent the last few days or years or I, I don't really know how long, but we've spent it creating the amazing war machines that we're going to use against the incoming aliens. That's right, everyone. We're a subplot and we've officially become a tower defense game and we're going to survive as long as all of you follow my three rules for successful tower defense number one choke points this is the first thing you learn playing TD games we're going to force the enemy to come into the smallest space possible just like a Saturday night wait, 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 I'm sorry. Uh, <laughs> a little early for that it's not something that goes here which is what she said yeah. number two no. We're going to shoot the enemy using our infinite supply of ammunition. And with every shot, we're going to be reduced to infinity minus one ammunition. Don't think too hard on that. Number three, Deus Es Machina. You know how every tower defense game has a long cooldown nuke that you can use to win when you didn't plan your defenses well enough and you get overrun? (laughs) We've got that too. I just hope all of you uh, went to the fetish rave last night. Mm. Deus Es Machina only works if you went to the fetish rave. Mm. Yeah, you can't. Fetish rave required. That's the that's the deal. Hey, also look at this. Must have smelled like ass. Oh, dude. Oh Oh, my lord. Uh, With us finally. Speaking of smells, not really. You smell lovely. Every time I've hugged you, it's always been a great experience. Brian, how do you feel about mechs that have to pull their guns out of their own holster zibit? useless as a matter of fact <laughs> matrix revolutions is an unnecessary sequel sure it features the final battle of the machines and the rebooting of the matrix but really they could have put that at the end of reloaded if they took out the 30 minute rave sequence <laughs> so here in no particular order is a list of useless things that while still useless are still less useless than matrix revolutions oh, okay. community season six mattress tags hydrox cookies those extra blank pages at the beginnings and endings of uh, paperback books a mirror in fred durst's house the comb i keep in my bathroom a thesaurus in trump's oval office persian onagers look we have donkeys already and onagers are just heavier donkeys let's just call them heavy donkeys oh weather tech laser measured floor liners the number 633. There, seriously, there isn't 633 of anything. <laughs> Grape nuts. Clippy. The wheelbarrow monopoly piece. The year 1736. <laughs> oh, sure. You'll tell me that that was the year that the Gin Act of Great Britain went into effect, but I'll remind you that that act was widely ignored and repealed seven years later. <laughs> anything produced by Tandy Electronics, 75% oh. of the Kardashians, the seventh <laughs> season of Star Trek The Next Generation, and finally... The rave scene from Matrix Reloaded. Wow. Wow. <laughs> that you was brought amazing. it all the way around. Yeah, that's like, did. That's like did. into this movie. It's like a revolution. It's a callback. Yeah. That's a revolution. A, a full I, revolution. Almost, yeah, well done. Uh, by the way, I 
I'm sorry to ask about under the hood business, but how did you come up with all those useless things? Was that a thing you just thought of? Did you look that up? Because I thought that was brilliant. I started, I started that at uh, 7 o'clock this morning, and I kept a list of things I thought were useless. And I tried to balance yeah. around between like TV and movies and some of those. And- some of those are killer. Like I'm actually literally going to make a note that 6.33 is a show we're going to skip or something. We're going to somehow skip that episode. Right. 633, yeah. It was really good. But that wheelbarrow, F that little thing. Nobody wants the wheelbarrow that was nobody 100%. wants the wheelbarrow like the only the only time you ever use the wheelbarrow is if you can actually find eight people who want to play monopoly because i guarantee <laughs> I you did. the first seven pieces will go before that wheelbarrow. yeah every time That's i true. like being the wheelbarrow because then smile always picks the dog and i can always scoop him up as i go by so. oh i see <laughs> oh that's true the dog yeah. kind of fit in there you're not wrong yeah. All right. Well, I love the dog that. can balance on the race car too. It's it's useless. The wheelbarrow is useless. Thimble I love that. Thimble while you were naming useless things, I could just feel Brian Dunaway wanting to defend them. <laughs> yes, I, I could feel it. Was it. In my, it was in my heart. Yeah. Somebody's going to take take offense to uh, the seventh season of Star Trek: The Next Generation. I think. Oh, I'm yeah. sure it's got its and, moments, but a lot we're of also going to get a. We're also going to get a too political because you mentioned a politician's name. Oh, I oh yeah, right. So. Yeah, yeah, we always right. get that. All you have to do is just invoke the name. And, you'll get <laughs> and and we all agree, right, that everybody fought over the four the four wanted pieces, right? The dog, the car, the hat, and the boat. Yeah, the everybody. Hat. I like the thimble. I was or the cannon. If, I would just say I like the thimble. If you were lucky yeah. enough to have the 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 set that had the cannon, the cannon oh. was great. Cannon was cool. I never Dunaway, had the cannon. I didn't I, have the cannon. Yeah, Dunaway and I, Thimble Brothers, to the end, man. Thimble, yeah, Thimble's good. <laughs> I was okay with the thimble. It's 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 nice solid piece. You yeah, know? a low center of gravity. It didn't tip yeah. over easy. It, it looked it, formidable. It, it feels was, like the first. And piece you can put too. it on your pinky when it's not your turn. Yeah, yeah. Don't you don't you feel like the thimble was the first piece that the designer came up with? Like because they just had a thimble. Yeah. yeah. Like okay, what yeah, does yeah. it have to do with wealth? Nothing. What is any of that Nothing. stuff? Like what is a the, the oh, there's the horse too? Like the the, yeah. the race car have to do the with boat. wealth. The boat was the boat, about yeah. money, money, money spent on me, well, stuff. yeah. The barrel, you're constantly putting money in that one. That's in some other cards, That's some illustrations and stuff. Okay, yeah, so but the thimbles, thimble. thimble makes no sense though. Like. You use a thimble to stop Ooh, poking yourself in the pit. She must be rich. She has a thimble. Yeah, look at her sewing with a thimble. This is what is. And then thimble? one. And then one of the pieces I always liked to look at, but I never chose it, was the iron. You know the iron. Oh yeah, the iron. Yeah. Oh yeah. It's like yeah. a yeah. clothes iron. It feels. And that, like, yeah. Is that? I guess if you have ironed clothes, you're wealthy. But the uh, that's iron, it. I yeah. think oh. you're, you're. I think. I think that's the moral of the story us, here. Then give me a piece you're, that looks like ironed clothes, because <laughs> right. the iron implies that you're doing the ironing. Yeah. No, no, no. What what they're doing is they're super rich. One percent don't give a crap about everybody, and so it's like they just take the worker's iron and use it as a piece, right? Mm. So it's like, oh, F you guys. Oh, I see. It's a, it's a yeah. screw in the worker's deal. Okay. All right. I, I, follow, yeah. I follow a lot of board game stuff. I'm in like board game groups on Facebook and I follow some people on Etsy who <laughs> make, they make board game are. stuff. Yeah. And there's right. these, there's people all over Etsy that just make board game stuff. Like if you, yes. if you just have the board from Settlers of Catan, you can buy really premium pieces uh, of all kinds, including amazing custom hand-drawn cards and everything for mm-hmm. that game. So some great 3D printing for that, too, by the way. Yeah. Well, the Monopoly, the replacement Monopoly pieces are like pewter or silver or whatever. Yeah. And there's this one. I just remember there's this one that really caught my attention. They were making replacement Monopoly pieces. And instead of the shoe, they made this beautiful silver little crock. You know, Crocs. Yeah. 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 Oh, oh, Crocs. (laughs) Okay. So funny to look at. I heard cock. 
Didn't you guys hear cock? Crocs. I, no. I heard Crocs. Well, I heard Croc, and I don't think, I think even one uh, Crocs shoe is still Crocs. I love singular shoe is still Crocs. I love the I love that the movie The Matrix Revolution, which is a a game of chess, and we all just want to play checkers when we watch movies, mm-hmm. right? Oh my god! We'd rather talk about laugh. plastic shoes than actually talk about uh, this movie. Well, <laughs> all right, so we will talk about it. It's The Matrix Revolutions. We promised we'd watch them all because coming up in December, we're going to do a, a a recent like launch day or day after review of Resurrection. What? There's another one? Yeah, Son one of a- more. Just not, you know, number four. It took a long time to get here, but yeah. almost 20 years, right? Hold on. Yeah. 2003 yeah. was these 2003, two. 2003 so. is almost 20 oh, years. Wow. Right? It's about 18, 18, 18 years. years. Yeah, that's yeah. nuts. So uh, so that was our goal. We've achieved our goal. Uh, boy, this third one is uh, is bad. Uh, <laughs> well, the, the, and the problem is we've talked about this. If you don't remember back in 2003, we saw both part two and three of the matrix, uh, franchise. So yeah. mm-hmm. it really hit really quick. And I mean, I, I don't think in the, back then we could have stomached a four hour matrix movie, but I no. mean, I think they could have just, they could really just have put, they could have put, the, they made made put these edits. two in. Yeah. I think three was the hot number for, um, for movie franchises. Mm-hmm. It was right. probably to some degree still is. I mean, people are now going well into the fifth and sixth, um, of things that we thought were going to be threes or nines in yeah. the case of, uh, some <laughs> one particular, uh, movie series, but three is the hotness. And so it was like, oh, yeah. well, we can't just do a sequel. We need to do a trilogy. And um, it yeah. feels artificially honestly, spread out. Yeah, for we sure. could have mm-hmm. we could have done with about uh, about two hours less of them going in uh, in in the ship through the tunnels mm-hmm. to to blast the EMP. I mean, well, it, yeah. it was actually it was we could exciting, have done with but, a lot oh. less of the um, just the battle against the Sentinels. The Sentinels yeah, are cool, and yeah. watching them fly around. But really, we had so I, much. I only yeah. needed about five minutes of that, not the right. 30, yeah. 40 and minutes. And you would have saved literal millions in effects costs if you just would have cut down right. on some of that stuff because it was just too much. And it got to the point where, like, okay, I'm watching a video game. I'm not really watching a movie. Mm-hmm. And Which it, is it, hilarious because the next step is, you know, the, the Wachowskis didn't want to do another movie at the mm-hmm. time. They said, eh. But they did want to turn the story over. One of over. them still doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> right. One of them still does. A true story. And uh, and they just turned the story over, and the story continues in the video game. Yeah, yeah the Matrix, Matrix Online, Online continued it, which is yeah. why Any, Morpheus Anybody is dead. play that? Uh, I did. Any of the four of us, I mean. I did. Back yeah. then? I did back then. Yeah, I did too. Like, mm-hmm. I, I don't remember anything about it, though. I yeah. remember a few things. The biggest thing was that they they made a very big point when it launched and when it got pulled down that it was canon. So whatever happened during the yes. run of the game, which wasn't long. I can't remember how many years it ran. Uh, but whatever happened in there character-wise would would you know was literal, and they were going to take it seriously. So when this new trailer for yeah. Resurrection came out and there was no sign of Morpheus, everybody's like, well, where the hell's Morpheus? And You didn't play the video game? I'm like, well... <laughs> Technically, he died in the game, and yeah. you know, spoiler, everybody, but he died in the video game, and they kept that that real. Now, there's a character in the new movie who looks a lot like a young Morpheus, and there may be something yeah. there, and I don't know what that yeah. is. But well, I, I mean, you're, it, it's baked in. They mm-hmm. they've baked in the multiverse essentially through the idea of reboot. Right. So I mean, all these Which, characters, mm-hmm. they all play a role, and it's just is over and over again. Well, uh, yeah, right, and that's the thing. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. the thing. If you have this, and let's just jump to the end of the movie. The whole <laughs> the whole point of this movie is driving you to a reboot. 
yeah. of mm-hmm. the Matrix itself. Yeah. Right. If you have that like hanging, it's like the sword of Damocles, this idea that you can just reboot it mm-hmm. and and do whatever. You can do anything you want after this mm-hmm. reboot. Yeah. Right. Like what well, who cares? Yeah, like, point, you know what I mean. Point, like, I, it, right. start the movie with the reboot. Oh, look at that! Yeah. They just saved us two hours. <laughs> yeah, no kidding, no kidding. But it is what we're supposed to expect from this new thing. Is I mean, they literally call it resurrection. But my my guess it's is this is another reset yeah. of the Matrix. Why didn't they call it reboot? I mean, come on, Matrix yeah, reboot right. would have been like on brand and everything. I just don't Re- reboot it, right? Just because you reboot you almost mm-hmm. needs yeah. one more syllable. Reboot I agree. It. Yeah. If you don't put the <clears throat> if you don't put the ed on, on it. <clears throat> it just sounds like a description on IMDb. It's a then it actually feels well, and, and even then it still feels like like that's what it is. Like it's almost a tongue in cheek joke. Hey, guess what? It it's is. the rebooted Matrix. It uh, uh, is. Get it? It is. Uh, like I said, own it. Just freaking yeah, own, own it. it. Now, which yeah. of the Wachowskis, Lana or Lily, is not interested? Is it Lana who doesn't Lily, want to do it? Lily is Lily not is involved the... with this one whatsoever. I, but Lily, I thought Lily did some of the writing for it, but not. No, I, I think Lana I think Lily's just based on characters that yeah. Lily helped create. Oh, okay, maybe that's the way the credits meant. Okay. Uh-huh. Okay, yeah. yeah. Lily, the taller, I always think of uh, her as the taller sister. And the younger one. Uh, yeah, and the, is she, oh, is she younger? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. She looks mm, like, she looks like she could murder me, whereas Lana looks like she'd just be very nice <laughs> to hang around and have coffee with. You know what I mean? <laughs> I don't know why that is. If you look at the sisters and back then brothers, right, right. you know, whichever area you're looking at, he, uh, he, and then she, Lily looks like she could seriously wreck me, like take right. me, bend me uh, in well, half, we, throw me in the trash. Whereas, right. whereas Lana just looks like, Oh, Hey, let's do some artsy shit. And, this is, always a, this is always a guy conversation that I love. It's uh, it's like we always are sizing ourselves up against other humans. It's like, <laughs> yeah, could they right. take it me? It totally is. Yeah. yeah, could they take my, me? Mine, mine is always I, a baby could beat me. I mean, I have no <laughs> – Right. I have no yeah. idea. You know, definitely, I'm going to lose every fight. Yeah, yeah. Lose I'd, I'd lose maybe. to anybody. Uh, Justin Long and larger. Like Justin yeah, Long is yeah. about the the bottom <laughs> level, uh, and you go up from there. And, and including Justin Long could probably beat the crap. I out absolutely right. love that Justin Long is your baseline. That's hilarious. It's the baseline. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, like, I love that. Like maybe Michael Sarah. I think Michael Sarah is like on the bubble. Yeah, but, you may as you may uh, as well for, for for an older generation. You may as well have said Bob Denver from Gilligan's Island because it's basically the same. <laughs> it's the same body type as those two guys, right? Yeah. And we're and we're differentiating between the Wachowskis, but uh, really only this next Matrix movie differentiates them. They they are tight mm. otherwise. Oh like, yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're like, yeah. well, yeah. For well, let's see. Uh, uh, the one the weird one with Tom Hanks. I never remember the name. Uh, Cloud, uh, Cloud Atlas. Cloud Atlas. That was that was them working together. The uh, right. Jupiter, Jupiter Ascending. Ascending. Yeah. Ascending was them together. And then, which, yeah. which I know we're like, supposed to hate. I still kind of like Jupiter Ascending a little bit. Kind of liked it just a little bit. Uh, well, it was a beautiful right. movie. Yeah, I thought it was. I thought it was fine. I liked all. I like all of it. But then, really, so was you know. Sucker Punch, and you know how like Brian Dunaway and I feel about that yeah, on separate like sides of that issue. Oh, wait, right. so wait, wait. Sucker Punch was that wasn't them, was it? That was not that them. Bill, no, but, but it was a beautiful. But it was a beautiful oh, movie that is oh, right. it's, it's a little beautiful substance, but, but pointless. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Beautiful but pointless is not a great combo in, in films. I am not no, my well, favorite combo. And I think Scott and Kardashians. And, yeah, <laughs> I think Scott and I disagree a little bit on Sense Eight, where I actually think Sense Eight has a point and a very, a very interesting and deep point. And I think uh, Scott was turned away by you know all the. All the sex. I stuff, don't mind a sex in my show. I just don't like it when, <laughs> you know what? They did have a point, and it was a good point. And the and that show really had promise. In fact, I mean, I'm just going to argue the reason it didn't get a third season, it didn't get uptick, is because 
people were like, okay, this is great. Oh, hold on. Now you're all having sex again. Hold on a second. Okay. Okay. Oh, you're done having sex? All right, cool. Now back to the thing. Okay. okay. Oh, shit. You're having sex again. All right. Well, everybody have an orgy. You're all in different parts of the world having an orgy somehow together in your heads. Okay, great. Is that over yet? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. Next episode. All right. Oh, good. We're on to the right. plot again. Shit. They're having sex again. <laughs> and it should have it should have worked by, by all means, right? It should have worked because like Game of Thrones worked and Game of Thrones like established this thing where uh, people will people will pay extra for HBO to watch you mix a lot of you know R-rated sex at least. Yeah, but uh, their their bone to story ratio was much better on Game of Thrones. <laughs> <laughs> it was much better. Like that's that's all I'm saying. It's a quantity issue. It's like how much of your cake has you know if you like a little coffee in your cake, you know coffee cake or whatever. You're like, oh, this is nice. But if it's just a big liquid lump of coffee grounds, and you're saying, well, that's the cake. You're not gonna eat that Scott. cake. Do you Scott, eat do you? Coffee, coffee cake? Because yeah. it's coffee. It's cake you eat with coffee. Eat with not coffee. Doesn't coffee. It doesn't have cake oh. in it. <laughs> I guess I don't. I guess I don't eat coffee cake. Now you say it. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I mean, they My call it coffee cake. Like baby powder. You know, baby powder doesn't have any baby in it, right? Well, that's a baby, really good point. Baby what? oil. <laughs> now you just blew my mind. Car wax. Car everything. wax doesn't have any car in the wax. Is that what you're saying? <laughs> is this is this the Matrix? Am I in the Matrix right now? <laughs> well, all right. You know, I wanna, I'm going to read just a piece. Of, are- let me let me read a piece of an interview that will shed a lot of light on the difference between these two movies, in particular this third one and the first right. one. In an interview with Team Deacons, this is a oh the Team Deacons podcast in the summer of 2020. The Matrix trilogy's director of photography was interviewed for that show. He described working on the sequels as a negative experience, saying, quote, everything that was good about the first movie and that experience was not good about the last two. We weren't free anymore. People were looking at you. There was a lot of pressure in my heart. I didn't like them. I felt uh, we should be going in a different direction. There was a lot of friction and a lot of personal problems, and it showed up on screen, to be honest with you. Uh, It was not my most elevated moment, nor was it anyone else's. The Wachowskis had read this damn book by Stanley Kubrick that said actors don't do natural performances until you wear them out. So let's go take Uh, 90. uh, So let's go take 90, whatever that means. Uh, I want to dig Stanley Kubrick up and kill him. This guy says, unquote. Yeah. 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 Uh, Actors hated Kubrick. mm -hmm, Now, they they appreciated what he eventually squeezed out of them. mm -hmm. But. They hated the process. Yeah, I can't say I blame them. Yeah, and there's, maybe, and there's maybe I'm glad I didn't get into the uh, the shining. Uh, right, right. <laughs> again, 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 faster, kid. more intense. <laughs> but I'm only seven. Shut up, kid. Get back in there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh my gosh. I mean, yeah. take take ninety is an. Then I would have been able to take Justin Long. By the it way, is, yeah, right. Wait, what is take, take ninety? 90 is exaggeration. Someone, it is somewhat, but yeah. not when it comes to Kubrick. Kubrick well, did have some scenes that would go as many as. Oh, take know, ninety, like 90. the ninetieth take. I'm a yeah, dummy take today. Again. Yeah, sorry, it's these muscle relaxers. They make me stupid. Uh, I thought that was like <laughs> take ninety was like some phrase you'd say, but what he means is we're yeah, it's the ninetieth take. Another take. ninety takes again. Right. It, I'm, I'm brilliant. It, it's it's. <laughs> <laughs> it really is. It really is. It, it, it's like the profound observation on this whole thing, right? Like mm-hmm, the right. first movie it is important. I, I'm, I always, I always pause before I use that word. Cause it's, you know, it's hard to, yeah. <laughs> it's hard to you're justify trying to put for emphasis anything. on it. Yeah, right. emphasis, it's, yeah. I think, I think the first matrix movie is important and the reason that people loved it and they got so attached to it and they wanted more was because it was small. And I, and I don't mean like it was like small metaphorically, 
I just mean it was a story about a guy who has an experience and right. the ex- experience is only around him. He's the center of it all. And mm-hmm. he meets a woman and they maybe fall in love. And this, you know what I mean? Like that's not a, that's not a very expansive thing. And, and people want more of that. And what they got in these second two movies was as expansive as the filmmakers could make it. Mm-hmm. And that's right. just hard. They, they, mm-hmm. and they never went beyond the few questions that they already asked basically in the first one. So th- this, this movie is about questions, right? Mm-hmm. It's not really about answers. It's just questions. I don't even know if it's question about questions. Question. It's more about like, well, we got to have a final act full of action. So here you go. Like, it, right. And some of it's but okay. At the core of it, the, the, the thing that's moving it along though is, is well, thing that's not moving it along. The thing they're mired down in is, is asking the same questions over and over again. And then the answers they give are so subtle that it's just like, it, it feels it feels like you're just bogged down and so and let's let's try to interpret that final scene so you got the oracle sitting on the bench and you got the whatever his name is uh the all-knowing oh, whatever uh, yeah the the architect the lord architect. Which yeah. for. Mm-hmm. right uh, so the lord architect comes over and says to her so yeah so we're here here we are again you know and so my mm-hmm. my takeaway from that you is, are because you're not the same lady my takeaway from that was <laughs> all right it's a it's already a fresh reboot but except the sky looks like a rainbow for some reason right right because our our new possibility of a new maybe she's the next kind of neo thing is it is it really something new i don't think she's the neo i think those two characters are supposed to be permanently just in rotation so mm-hmm. they're, right, they're just right, always right. there and then they can take on new bodies and in this case this actress took over because the actual actress from the previous film yeah, died gloria foster film it. and she was great um i found i dug kind of deep and found out they both played sisters in some play for years and years right so oh wow kind of a cool well they never let you forget it though throughout the, throughout the whole film they really just kept interjecting I know I don't look the same. I'm like, okay, we get it. We just need that first time. Yeah. That first yeah. time was good. Yeah. We're good they now. Did, they we didn't explain the Darren switch on Bewitched with that much. No uh, kidding, dude. Awesome. Oh, I love that. I love the idea that – could somebody parody that and make the Bewitched yeah. switch around just yeah. like from the Matrix? That'd be great. Samantha, I know I don't look like the Darren you uh, knew yesterday, but uh, it's because I'm ever-changing. And uh, all right. have, some, have, some, have some cookies, he'd say to her. Uh, but anyway, she she and him standing there. That tells me the architect and the oracle are two parts of the puzzle that will always exist. They may have new yeah, shells absolutely. or different shells or whatever. They and all have their role. It's the more more Avengian or whatever. I don't know what the hell he does, but apparently yeah, he's in the new it's, movie. It's, so. like, uh-huh. it's like someone said we need a mini boss in these movies, and we're right. just gonna we're just gonna have he's, this, and it doesn't twice. It, it's not necessary, you know. <laughs> right, yeah. and he's like he's like okay, so. I kept looking for deeper meanings. This night, I, once again, was the the last Matrix, and I have, have not used the internet to try to garner any deeper understanding of the philosophical questions they just constantly lob at us in the series. I've just tried to, you know, stay in my lane and try to figure out what they're trying to say. And the hell if I know what they're trying to say. Yeah, yeah, I don't really know I either. Know. At the end of the day, and, uh, you know, what are they trying right. to say? Like, is is Neo all powerful? Can fly? Fight a million Agent Smiths? Like all of that, well, or does he have to be it, plugged in, like in the end, and talk a, talk to a baby face? Is that the only way you can actually all, do anything? Right. It's also how much of your life and world is choice versus something that's predetermined for you. Kind of the over right, right, the right. overarching. And they even uh, hinted some stuff like point. in the in part two. Once again, I wish these these two movies had came had been packaged as one and and just edited down to a three hour movie would have been fine for me because there's times when. 
uh, when in Neo shows up in part two and uh, the Oracle offers him candy and he just takes it like, okay, like mm-hmm. he feels like he has to go with the flow. And then in this one, she offers him candy in his, uh, is it red candy? Cause the blue it looked pills like are a twizzler, like, like half a right. twizzler. But it, it was, it was definitely, it was definitely, <laughs> you know, emphasized that it was a red piece of candy, which uh. means that, you know, here's the choice again. And this time he says, no candy. And I'm like, okay, so does that mean he's grown to a certain point? Shouldn't we see that growth <laughs> in some other method besides, you know, choice of blue pill, I red don't know. pill? Maybe, like, maybe he's a red vine oh, guy. interesting, like. That, right. Boy, you read much more than I think you just didn't want candy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> there candy. has to be a point. You don't have a scene. You don't write in your story. You don't say, uh-huh. and then the oracle offers candy. You don't just <laughs> like that's got a, it's got a, some kind of meaning. You know, it's not. It's a very in, intentional uh, plot. It could just device. be that she always offers him candy. I think you know. <laughs> yeah. I see what you're saying. It could it could be something deeper. Like, oh, it's like. Uh, uh, foreshadowing of the choice that he yeah. makes later on in the film. No, I think it's just the fact if that she was, always offers if it was candy. Just, if, she, if she just said, would no, you but like I'll take candy? one of those cookies that I smell. Right, <laughs> right. If she said, if she just said, would you like candy and no visual cues, I would go, okay, she's just offering candy, no big deal. But the fact that she holds it out and we look at the camera, the camera looks at it and goes, this is the center where all eyes is, are, yeah. are focused in on this red candy. I'm like, okay, this is intentional. You think, oh, this is important candy. Yeah, it's and, like, okay, what does that mean? And I think you're I absolutely right that to not go look this up and, and try right. to try to get to, <laughs> because like if you do that, you're gonna get lots and lots of fan theory and and to, like moments when someone was talking to a Wachowski years later and and one of the Wachowskis just said something off the cuff that just right. like was not part of their original process. Right. And it's just, it's just better. It's better. Like there's, there's characters in this thing named Niobe and Neo and Trinity. And you're like, Whoa, Trinity. Why is she named Trinity? Is that, does, right. did they already know they were going to kill her in the third movie? I'm like, right. no, no, it's, it's probably just because it sounded cool when they were writing the initial story. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. yeah. I tried to yeah. appreciate this as art and as art, you don't have to go to the internet, uh, to, to, to decrypt mm-hmm. what's, what's going to happen next. You can just go, I appreciate this for the art as it is, as it stands between uh, me, the viewer, with my the things that I bring to the table, the things that I understand, and then the artist who is trying to deliver uh, you know, something. And by the something. way, I, I recognize 100% the hypocrisy in denying or decrying fan theory while mm-hmm. literally making a show <laughs> that is about fan theory, that is my fan yeah. theories. I <laughs> yes, totally yes. understand that. Yeah. Believe me. Well, it's one yeah, of the things I loved right. about the original Matrix is it made you think and go, oh, no, okay, where's, what's this and what's that? And are these just constructs that, that actually represent yeah. something in this other world? And it had such a fun world buildy. Uh, rapper around it, it, which I think is why I yeah. loved it so much. And then these next two movies just had a hard time holding the line. They had a hard time going. Mm-hmm. We need to, like, it, in a perfect world, I'm. I kind of feel like the Matrix Matrix ended, and we didn't get one and two. You know what I mean? Right. And and and, right. and four or, or sorry, three, uh, two and three, or even four for that matter. Because in a lot of ways, I consider that first movie a perfect film. But you mm-hmm. go it's too far in trying to explain film. things, and you and it just it just f's itself. Like you can't help yeah. it. Um, we're only human. Right. We can only tell the story so so well. And if you just overdo it, well, what have you done? You've you've you've, right. you've screwed it up. And it feels like they and did it kind of answered the question at the end. It's like at the end of the first one, it had questions along mm-hmm. the way, and 
I think at the end of Matrix 1, we had the answers that were needed to be fulfilled, and that was it. We didn't need to. But then they just had more questions. They just kept churning the same questions over and over again. That pontification of of you know what does it all mean after a while kind of gets kind of gets raw it's like yeah. okay mm-hmm. stop mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's like i i hate to go back to this well of it being uh tower defense but like there's actually two tower defense sequences in this movie there's the one yes. where the humans are defending their home and there's the one where uh neo and trinity fly into machine city and it's insane there's right, there's right. absolutely no explaining why the machines have built this much defense Mm, There's no, right. what, what, are they, what are they getting attacked by that they need infinity drones mm, to right. defend? Like, it's just like right. it's well, out of this overwhelming force. The kind yeah, of idea, makes, the idea that the machines have all the wherewithal and resources to make as much of their stuff as they want to make doesn't, doesn't surprise me as much as somehow Zion has all they need to make an army of mechs. That makes no right. sense to me. Where'd they get all that shit? How did that right. happen? Like well, you, they, you they can't even take a shower down two. there. They said, yeah, they explained a little bit of that in part two. Once again, I don't think we needed two and three because uh, they explained in part two that, you know, uh, the architect explained a little bit, I believe, talking about, um, you know, they were Zion was given to the humans. Right. Yeah, they, but right. give they, them a they shower. Were, they were led. Give them some showers. Give them some toilets. Give them some hair hair products. Like give those right. people a, a chance not to all die of dysentery because they're so freaking gross down there. <laughs> <laughs> like they, they have yeah, all the like, mechs they need, but nobody can get a damn shower in that place. I don't, I don't get it. Right. It definitely falls apart under scrutiny. And, and it's unfortunate because what happens when you go this long, when you get into a third two plus hour long movie yeah, right. is that you start scrutinizing things like that. Yeah. Like you, 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 you check your brain at the door for the first one and you come out loving it. Yeah. And then another one and another one, and you're, you're like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Neo's still the savior. Okay. Yeah. We're still Got fighting it, the machines. Yeah, uh-huh. Check. It. And, uh, mm-hmm. oh, now there's a bigger boss. Oh, and now there's even a bigger, bigger boss. And, yeah. The mini boss yeah. stuff. Yeah, all that stuff's well, and, in there. And Trinity is going to die again, except this time for real. <laughs> well, or did she? Or did she? <laughs> and or does it? Or does it matter at all? Because they're just going to reboot the thing, and that's yeah. what I'm, that's the ultimate, right. the big dark cloud over this whole thing is that that sad knowledge that you get at the end you, that you had no stakes the entire time. Nothing matters. Yeah, yeah. 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 I'll Nothing give you an matters. example of how how you do it right. So back in the day, Peter Weir made the movie. Um, oh shit! What's 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 the movie with the um, <laughs> shit? I just lost the the thing. Uh, it's the Truman Show. There we go. There you so go. So he makes the Truman Show. The Truman Show is an amazing film. I love the Truman Show so much. And at, at the end of the Truman Show, you figure out that Ed Harris is God, and he's just controlling the computer projections up, upstairs yes, and everything. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, and and uh, our character Truman has to get out of there. And when he finally gets to that wall, and he finds the stairs and the door, and he's about to walk through. That's the end of your movie. Thus making it one of my favorite movies of all time. It's perfect. You've sewn it up. You're done. What I don't ever need, ever, in this lifetime, is a sequel that follows up after he gets out and uh-huh. what happens to Truman now. Don't do that. Right. I don't want to oh, see yeah. that. So there's, right. a, there's, a, there's real power in holding back. Like, if your movie is me- yeah. mega successful, I understand I the, the massive and, and, temptation to keep going. But don't now always you have, do you it. Have, 
Now you have totally taken. You have totally uh, aligned with me on why I hate Toy Story three. Thank you, Scott. Oh, <laughs> no, that's interesting. That's interesting. I, let me think about that for a second. Right. It's I, like I, Toy nope, Story you're still two, wrong. You're it still ends wrong. and it's like it's all wrapped up. Do I really need them to be pulled out again out of the box and then destroy everything about them? No, I don't. I don't. Let me think about that. Nope, you're still wrong. All right, moving on. Uh, okay, let's I'm see. just saying. So, uh, so since you yeah. brought up Peter Weir. I just want to I just want to point out he had an incredible string of movies um, like uh, for, I don't know, 20 years. Like mm-hmm. he has it, it like this string is Witness, which is amazing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the Harrison Ford movie Mosquito Coast again, mm-hmm. <laughs> Dead Poet Society, Green Card, Fearless, Truman Show, Master and Commander. Mm-hmm. Like that is just that nice is list. amazing yeah it's a hell of like, a there's list. not a yeah. there's not a dud in the bunch nope. and and can you imagine if peter weir had tried to make i don't know dead poet society two and three <laughs> it'd be a terrible <laughs> idea yeah right, right? Yeah. like part of what makes them classics is that they held there was restraint in in the money part of hollywood like <laughs> yes they held back and in these cases i understand the matrix is by all accounts that first one one of the biggest most important science fiction money making things of 1999 and the 90s in general and i agree that it's one of the most coolest movies ever made i really do but mm-hmm. could they just just sl- stop and go yeah. the, you know what we made of, a perfect thing let's go make some other perfect thing matrix is easily a franchise film you see the first one and you feel oh yeah okay well even though this told a very complete story it's it's a sci-fi franchise film. It feels like there could be more of them. Yeah. Truman Show doesn't feel like that. Uh, Dead Poets Society doesn't feel like that. But are there good examples of movies that that look like they were going to be part of a bigger franchise? They did one and done. They told That's, the story. They completed it. What's, yeah, what's just, a good example? I just named it Master and Commander. That's it's the perfect example. Not really. I think f- that was originally going to be multiple movies because. It's based on a, a, it, a long book series. Yeah, yeah, it's based on a long book series by uh, O'Brien. But it's—I'm telling you—it's a complete story. Like it tells you it, the reason they didn't make another one. It did fine at the box office, but they didn't make another one because they didn't have to. It was—it yeah. was perfect, yeah. beginning to end. That movie is amazing. So you're saying they didn't need part one master than part two commander. Yeah, they don't need <laughs> one for each. It's a good point. All one movie. Master yeah. and commander remastered. <laughs> I mean, there's always exceptions to this rule. Like you could argue that. Uh, you know, Road Warrior is where George Miller should have stopped, but then he didn't. Right. And then he made, you know, Thunderdome, which is not great. And then then we're all like, don't do it again. And then 20, 30 years later, he makes Fury Road and we're all nervous about it. But then it turns out to be a freaking masterpiece. So now he's in, he's, he's in a, th- a threatening place with this Furiosa prequel to screw it up. Like, right. I, I'm actually legit nervous about it because as much as I think he's brilliant and, you know, that movie is amazing. Uh whatever this Furiosa prequel is could, could be this mistake. And I don't know. I don't know. Right now. What this, what the matrix revolution did. No, which one is this one? See, don't name name your stupid, don't name your stupid movie. All the same things. Um, Right. Three. So what this movie did do right was, uh, it, it, it carried some other movies with it. Like, uh, the standoff on, uh, on the, you know, on the, on the, what they call it, the pier, the deck, what do they call it? Uh, anyway, the standoff oh, yeah. and that was very interesting following this 16 year old kid, this, you know, this, this other story of, you know, uh, of, of a young man going to war in all the horrors of war and then bring him back and saying, we've got peace. I really actually enjoyed that thread 
of watching him, you know, yeah. it go does, from doesn't it feel wanting little, to fight. It felt a little disjointed again because these final two movies of the previous films until we get the fourth one uh, are separated. Right. It makes it feel very separate. And, and, and it, that's but, a bummer, but also it is what this movie tries to do a lot of, which is to bring humanity to the humans. Right. And so they, they tried to throw as much humanity towards the humans as possible. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, once again, I think this movie had, this movie had a lot of good things. I mean, I, I don't know if I really appreciated Trinity dying on a stack of rebar. I don't know what it was doing mm-hmm. there, but she, she totally died on it. And Their ships are all made like, of junk, man. It's all made of old yeah, there are. shit. And it, mm-hmm. it took her yeah, like no. 30 minutes to die and had that whole whisper conversation. I was like, she did yet. Come on. Okay. <laughs> I kept saying, don't yeah. kiss her. Cause she's going to hork a bunch of blood in your mouth or something. Ooh, like that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. 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 And, uh, and, and then, uh, you know, and then Neo gets blinded. That was kind of cool. I was like, I was trying to go back through myth through mythology. I'm thinking, oh, when did when yes, did that happen in mythology? There had to be a Greek, right? I'm sure there was like a Greek hero who was blinded, right. and but that gave him extra, like a different kind of sight that could help him. Yeah, right. Oh, Daredevil. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of what mytho is it modern mythos? The, the, the blind man or the blind hero? <laughs> Greek 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 god Daredevilius. Daredevilius. Yeah, back then when Marvel was really trying out their, their best stuff back in the Greek time. Right. Uh, <clears throat> I, I just want to hit rewind really quick. Um Scott, uh uh, uh you brought up uh Mad Max. Yeah. And really uh, weird. I mean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah weird. What? Weird. <laughs> And uh, like, as we are wont to do, we weirdly watched the first one and the third one for film sack. Mm -hmm. And we have the second one on our upcoming list. Like maybe early next year, we're going to watch Mad Max too. Yeah. And uh, it just like, it struck me like um, that's like a really good example of the third film just doesn't quite land the way that the first two did. And, mm-hmm. and, and there's a lot of examples of this there, you know, star Wars, no, there were people who just didn't quite like return of the Jedi as much. Yeah. I'm, you know I'm I mean? one of those people. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. The third the Muppet show, you mean? Yeah. yeah the Muppet show, um, the Muppet one. Yeah. There, there are lots of part threes that people love, like absolutely love Indiana Jones. The third movie, everybody loves. Sure. Uh, Goldfinger comes to mind uh, by, by far the best of the first three James Bond mm-hmm. movies. Mm-hmm. Um, the third, uh, Harry Potter, right? Azkaban is the, is the film where you feel like, oh, wow, they really turned this into a, into something big, yeah, right? It's my favorite still. I think I love three the most. Um, so I, it's not, it's, there's not a rule here, but there's also a history of Godfather threes, right? Where mm-hmm, yeah, the third right. movie just flat sucks. And I, and I think that's what we're talking about with matrix. Yeah, I think so. Like there's, I, you know, I, yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, I was just going to circle it back around when you got finished with the conversation that we were. Well, I was, uh, the thing, uh, well, all I was going to say is actually, I don't know what I was going to say. <laughs> I had a thing. That's okay. I had That's a okay, thing. Was, man. Hey, I'll, can, I'll we get Scott, can we get Scott high more often? Yeah. I'm on, <laughs> right. For the record. Currently, Scott is suffering from back pain and is on some medicine. Yeah, but anyway, I'm on some meds and they're messing uh, me up. Uh, anyway, go ahead. This is, this is what I find interesting. Okay. So we know the Wachowskis, they, they, they have uh, traveled this world and they've, they've lived a certain life and they've, they've found a way. Uh, they weren't happy with who they were or didn't find satisfaction in that. And they changed themselves. And uh, so it's interesting that the, I did find one blind Greek uh, uh-huh. mythology, which is uh, about, uh, I'm, I'm not saying this right. Tiresias. Is that right? Maybe it's a tire is how it starts. Anyway, uh, <laughs> part of his lore is not only being, it's like some blindness involved with that, but also having lived as a man 
then a woman, and then as a man again. So oh, wow. I, I find mm. it fascinating that something that maybe struck a chord with them, and you know, and personally uh, would have. I think all men should have to do things. that. We should all be able to live like an idiot dude, and then we should be forced to live as right. a woman, and then we <laughs> that, then we go back, is, and then we're like, oh boy, that's man, women are yeah. rougher than I thought. Right. I'm so, be nicer. so the blindness was brought on by experience, according to the what I've read reading here on Britannica.com. The experience of living both lives is both is living as both sexes caused his blindness. Oh, so oh, so I I. I'm I'm glad to see that at least some of the things maybe were kind of leaking through because I wish they could have been a little more brave. I'm sure 2003 hmm. able to see more. Yeah, they right. See more. Weren't we supposed That's to be shocked? Maybe the idea. <laughs> Wasn't this supposed to be like your Shyamalan oh, was, moment? Right. It where? was. It was shocking because uh, first of all, it, he did it with electrical wires. But yeah, I think you're right because we've we've assumed. <laughs> In the in the previous films, Neo is invincible, and suddenly mm. he becomes very vulnerable. Mm. Yeah, he so does, but shocking. he gets new sight. You know, it's like, oh, now, right, now. Right. Well, there's just something Star Warsy about it. Um, not the blast yeah, shield, was, with the, kind of the yeah. forest, kind of the you know the blast shield. Oh, with the blast shield down, I yeah. can't see anything. Or, or just not using the thing when he's trying to fire it up the butt of the star of the uh, Death Star. Right. He's like, all right, well, right. I'm just going to do. Yeah, this that felt like yeah. You've turned off your targeting computer. Everything okay, Luke? <laughs> I'm fine. Shut up, Porkins. No, Porkins is dead by the way. <laughs> <laughs> Just stay on target, Porkins. Yeah, stay on target, Porkins. Right. I can't do it. I'm too fat. Anyway, uh, the joke is, or the joke is, the, the point is, uh, yeah, the point I, is. I, I, it felt like a timeless trope of now your hero is blind, but that will somehow make him see more. I don't know right, where right. I've seen it. I've seen it somewhere. It's, yeah, and I, I was trying to figure out how it played into the film because we, we're, we're constantly asking the question, you because know, Neo is really he's really a program inside of a human body i mean i i don't know what happened to the original mm-hmm. shell that was supposed to be the, the you know keanu reeves look alike uh but you know that's that's the idea because we saw that with uh smith you know he he mm-hmm. introduced he he becomes part of a he's a program that like uh, possesses yeah he became part of our world (laughs) right so we don't know who the original neo really is or if you know if if he's if he's dead inside we don't know we don't know anyway i just found it interesting that they've they disconnected his visual sight and they took away all the human distractions and the only thing he could see was through his third eye which is the programming so he can see you know, you can see the program. Yeah, so yeah. Could actually I know see from Smith. everything's green view to everything's right. gold. Yeah, gold right. and orange. Again, yeah, that was cool. Once again, my gosh, these aliens have good Wi-Fi. Like the Wi-Fi. <laughs> yeah, coverage. yeah, yeah. The aliens. Yeah. <laughs> what I really liked about when he would see, he's wrestling with the the, the flesh and bone uh, Smith, who's the possessed guy. Right. Obeying, but when he yeah. sees him through his eyes, <laughs> it's Smith with his glasses, with his sunglasses. With glasses, yeah. yeah. That's yeah. yeah. That's, that's great. When he sees him. That's the way. That's the way. Uh, you know, Mr. Smith projects himself, right? Yeah. That's, but a lot of, most projecting. of the time he takes him off. He's not even wearing the damn thing. So it's like, which is always hilarious. Cause it always, yeah. by the way, the actor who played Bane does a great, yeah. oh, it's, Hugo incredible, it's an incredible impersonation. Great. Yeah. It's so yeah. good. I want to yeah, yeah. I want to hang around that guy for like a Lord of the Rings reading or something and have him just do that. Right. Well, it was funny that they're both uh, uh, Australians with uh, doing American accents. Oh, he's so, Australian. I didn't know that. He's Australian also, yeah. That's cool. Now, um, Hugo Weaving has a great ability. I mean, okay, so wearing those sunglasses all the time, make him, makes him look 
interesting. But man, when Hugo Weaving takes off those glasses, this, the impact Freak. of his big eyes are yeah. just amazing. They're very wide set. And so it's got, he's got a very unusual look to him. So those, yeah. those And then when he opens them really big too, it's like half his face is eyes. And it's like, yeah. a, it's an amazing yeah. here, Here's what's funny. Effect. I don't think he's all that remarkable in the second film, but I think he's really great in this. I think he eats it up oh, when yeah. he's ever. And he's not, not film, there very yeah. often. Maybe it's because less is more or something, but. When he's in there, going to take the uh, the oracle out, um, yeah. and that place gets all weird and explodey. That was some of my favorite stuff. I love when he gets right. wild and wacko, and he got he got yeah. a chance. And to it was do interesting. They they you know the uh, uh, the the vampire. What is his name? The the Merovingian in the club. No, the, the club owner. Yeah, the, the club hell. The the yeah the Maricino cherry the Maricino cherry because I can never remember the name by the way because what happens to the Merovingian oh he never the better question is what happens to the train man oh the he's teeth train man yeah he ends up there in the club like just we just leave him like we're just like okay we're done with that interesting character two two chicks in the bucket grab a bucket both those guys they get the award I wrote that down anyway yeah yeah pretty much everyone in Club Hell um you know Monica Bellucci's in there. Oh, yeah. yeah. Uh she's the, returning from last time, but she didn't really have much to do here at all. No, she really didn't. No, Presumably, get yeah. turned Wait, are on. We, are we supposed to assume because we didn't see this at all, but are we supposed to assume that Agent Smith took them all over too? Oh yeah. I think um, so. Everything well uh, well, yeah, yeah everything in the Matrix was yeah, every civilian was became Agent Smith. But they the but yeah. right, but he has the ability Everybody in Club Hell kind of has the ability to get outside of the Matrix. They can actually get between the machines because they're all programs, of course. So yeah. they're not humans that are being projected into the Matrix. They're actually programs. Yeah, but now the Oracle's but also a program. He took over all the programs. Like he took over. Yeah, but everybody. Obviously, like I said, there's like a purgatory that you can get to. So did they retreat to purgatory? Well, was know. purgatory the train station? The train station, right? Okay. I mean, okay. it's it's the place in between. What a shitty place worlds. to have to have to spend time. Right. My gosh. <laughs> right. There's not even like, I don't know if there's Wi-Fi in there. I mean, there's no magazines, there's no stores or anything. You just have a guy walking around with his. Uh, he's a program. His wife apparently is Minesweeper. His daughter is a PDF yeah. reader of some sort. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. I loved it. I he's also love the fact Minesweeper. Bag. That's amazing. What a great yeah. idea. That I mean, that whole scene in the train station, which is pretty early in the film, the whole thing just reminded me of Tron. That's all I could think of. Yeah, it was yeah. Tron. It was very clean. These are you know, Tron ideas, program. though, right? Like Tron concepts all- of oh, the programs have feelings and. Yes, these right. are just human right. representations, but they, really, at the end of the day, this guy's feelings. a spreadsheet or whatever. They have they have luggage. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they have luggage. And, and did did the luggage? Did the suitcase that he gave Neo so Neo exactly. could pretend to be one of them? Did that get it was, left so, the train station? Oh, was it was so weird. Him trying to sneak onto the train. He'll never yeah. notice me. I look yeah, like I, I fit look, in with I this look family. Like these programs, yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> That's a really funny. That's a really funny take. But yeah, like I'm, I'm super into that. I love Tron anyway, and I, I even, you know, sort of like that reboot thing they did, their sequel. I did too. Tron up, whatever. Legacy, legacy, legacy. Yeah, I wish they wouldn't stop. I wish, I wish Disney Plus had a whole series coming. Maybe they do. I hope they do. The animated thing was great, but you know, in a lot of ways, the Matrix maybe owes a little something to that. And one of the problems that and this runs into is that time passes, and we have a better even broad public understanding of programming of the way computers work, how they're integrated into our lives. And this movie sort of has to ignore what will happen in 2021. However, 
the new movie, there's a bunch of modern cell phones in those trailers. Like, I feel like their their goal here is to say, all right, well, in this reset, uh, we're going to just go ahead and make it so everyone's a little more advanced and has because more cool their, tech. Because their target audience would have no clue what a landline was. Yeah, exactly. It's like, exactly. What the, what's a, what's <laughs> right. a landline? Yeah. So it's it's some of that stuff that that doesn't hold up, but I don't know how you make that hold up. That's really hard, you know, to, yeah. to because yeah. in the time you're in, you do it the best you can. But- and you got it's, flip phones and other bullshit, and that's great because yeah. that's the current tech of the time. But as time passes, that's when your movie it's, starts to not age well because it's because right. the world moves on and what, does new things. And you know, when, in in two thousand three, what we were doing was we were, we were seeing the you know the the true internet. We're seeing the internet truly find a place where people could represent themselves any way they wanted to. We were finally we were first seeing people making online personalities a real thing, a second life kind of idea. And now it's all about what is reality, what is truth. So I think it's the perfect time for the matrix to, to, to revisit because they touched on some of those things. What is reality? What is truth during the first series? And now we're, we're back at a time where this is a really big hot topic right now. So I mm-hmm. think there's a lot to explore. I hope they I do. They could do some stuff. Yeah, I hope they do. I, I actually have right. really high hopes for this thing next month. I'm not going to, I'm not going to be too nervous until I see Maybe it too high. Yeah. And it's, you know, it'll be on HBO Max, which is probably where I'll see it. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah. the fact Thank that Thank you, Warner Brothers. Gene and I talked about that coming back from uh, Ghostbusters because the, there was another Matrix preview at the beginning. Mm-hmm. And uh, she says, yeah, I really don't need to see Matrix yeah. in the theater. I'm saying, you're, you're, lo- you're in luck because it'll be day and date on HBO Max. <laughs> Guess and what? we both said, I'm fine with watching it there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it's fine. Yeah. In my case, yeah. I'm, you know, again, I got to get the money out of this TV I spent too much for. So it's it's actually a good thing. But let me let me ask you this. Uh, you know what? I'll just say this. Listeners, this is no secret. We're working on a Patreon for the show. Yeah, it took us 12 years. Calm down. Anyway, the point <laughs> is we're going to we're going to start doing some stuff like that. And part of that means some additional bonus content. How fun would it be if everybody at a certain level or whatever got Brian's little recorded interview or recorded review of the latest Ghostbusters movie. That would be cool. Oh, right? oh would yeah. Be cool. Happy to do that. Yeah. yeah. We do some oh. little extra things here and, and there around modern I'll actually, releases and whatever. I'll irritate everybody around me in the theater and pull my phone out and um, <gasps> do it record live? it live during the, during the movie. Yeah. Great. yeah. Like that you dude can, on the train. Oh, come and, uh, on. <laughs> I finally saw. I can't Shang- beat him. Might as well join him. <laughs> I, I finally saw Shang-Chi last night and, uh, that reminds me of that guy in the bus who pulls up his phone and goes, hey, fam, it's your boy, whatever. And he's like, <laughs> right, filming yeah. that? That irritated the shit out of me. It drove me crazy. Anyway, the point is, what was my point? My point is, how was Ghostbusters? Just give us a one-word review. Good, oh, bad? It was It was sweet. It was uh, sweet as a great, like, the, the first word that comes to mind. It is um, a good story and a really, really good tribute to... The first film, a little bit to the second film, but mostly to the first film. All right. The second and, film doesn't um, exist, so that's perfect. Oh, you know, come on. It, it kind of does. Uh, with drippings with goo. But it, um, <laughs> it uh, without giving anything away, it does something that I've kind of disliked in other movies leading up to this point, And it does it so well, I loved it. So wow. right. All right. we can talk more about that on the other side after you guys have full seen it. frontal nudity. Yes, full that's right. Yeah. You frontal see, you see nudity. Slimer's ween. Uh, Sweet. Just uh... <laughs> Sweet. As long as it's not Ray's ween, I'm good. Uh, all right. <laughs> let's see. Uh, there's some. I got a little scrutiny. We've had a bit of scrutiny already, but let's just do this. One. Scrutiny. Uh, during the scene at the club, the Hell Club thing, uh, the Merovingian is wearing his tie in a very specific fashion that is now 
worn by a lot of people and literally is now called the Merovingian tie knot. Oh, now, no. I say wow. scrutiny because how the hell am I going to prove that? But it's pretty right. great if it's true. Might be true. I don't know. Also, if you guys ever want to make money, here's what you do. You become Keanu Reeves <laughs> and you make $15 million for this film. That should be enough right yeah, there. Really, should be enough. <laughs> you, make, you make $15 million for being in this movie, which if you break down how much screen time he had, $400,000 per minute of screen time. Wow. Uh, yeah. Well, and eighteen of those minutes were really just sitting in a in a subway station, yeah, playing playing Candy Crush on yeah. his flip phone. So every minute you could, you could buy, uh, actually, no, they're more money now. You could almost buy a townhouse for every minute you're on that uh, <laughs> right. on that yes. screen. Although it's a little more now, but anyway. Um, so and Scott, then, uh, you're you're right to scrutinize the the Merovingian knot was uh, uh, it goes back quite a ways. It was previously called the Edietti knot, and. Uh, it's very difficult. It's it's a, a right. you know one of those that you don't you don't learn you you print out a, a method and you put it on your mirror because you're not going to yeah. ever memorize I, this crazy knot. So it's not like it was. Yeah, I'm pretty here. I'm pretty sure in in Thai technology and knot technology as as long as it's been around, there's nothing new. Yeah, no <laughs> nobody went. Ooh, that third matrix may have been bad, but thank goodness we got that Thai style from the Merovingian, right? <laughs> right, yeah. that didn't happen. All right, then I was right to have scrutiny. You're right, I was. Uh, the film lost 66% of its total earnings in its second week of release, meaning, it, well, it dropped that much in, in earnings. So, yeah. People, usually that's word of mouth. That's oh, yeah. usually what that indicates. Yeah. People word come of back mouth, and go in. Uh, don't do it. What's, yeah. the, what's the Rotten Tomatoes on this? Let me take a look here. It's uh, not great. Uh, audience score is zero, okay. Like, critic, uh, critics critics uh, didn't care for it. The audience is okay, I think, if yeah. I remember. Well, Highlander 2 had zero, right? Yeah, we're, right. we're yeah. I think we're at twenty. It's definitely better than Highlander. 30, 35 for Revolutions. Thirty five for Revolutions. Sixty for Audience Score. Uh, right. That's not the worst I've it's ever a, seen. It's, it's fine. It's fine. There's yeah. nothing wrong with this movie. If you like the Matrix Revolutions and you want to watch the end of the series before they reboot it, I mean, it's it's fine. I mean, look what Joel Siegel, things. Joel Siegel of Good Morning America at the time had this to say. He says, there's great storytelling. Some of Hollywood's mm. best ever. The story takes jaw-dropping turns. What? What? Who paid you, dude? Someone paid you. Well, Maybe. and something about the uh, new movie, the fourth movie coming out, has caused Matrix 3 to rise in popularity on IMDb. Oh. It was oh. It was previously in the 1200s, like the... 1250th most popular film on mm-hmm. IMDb mm-hmm. and right. it's come it's come up all the way up into the 900s. Oh, and that's uh, just because people are going back and watching this on right. HBO Max. Like, oh, I don't remember what <laughs> like me, everything right. I remembered about the two sequels all happened in uh, Reloaded. I don't yeah. remember anything right. that happened in Revolution. So yeah. count yeah. me as one of the people probably would have watched if we weren't watching it for film sake. I might have watched it prior to resurrections yeah, right. just to I remind myself too. what happened another one like that would have been um i, I saw dune the original dune did pretty well lately like it's yeah. grown yeah, in oh, popularity yeah. okay. and ended yeah, up selling a bunch mm-hmm. oh and the books like a, in the top 10 new york times bestsellers right now again um so there's like there's a funny knock-on effect of that i always wondered why they do novelizations of modern movies like a star wars movie as a novelization uh-huh. and and, yes, you know, yes, yes. Uh, even if it's a version of a book that's exactly the same as the book, but the cover now has all the actors on it or whatever. I actually hate that. I that hate it, too. I hate it, too. But I think I understand the business model now because they, oh, yeah, do, they have to do it. They sell like crazy now based on a major motion picture or vice versa yeah. or now a major. Motion picture. It's a little like yeah. if they if the Internet wasn't like it is and we and we had to pay for everything we ever did. 
It'd be like going to right. Wikipedia to find out where you've seen this guy before, but you have to pay two bucks to do it or something. I and mean, that's what books right. and stuff are to people. They that's wanna, what you do. They want to go. It's deep. called capitalism. Check it out. Uh, Reloaded is at 73 uh, rated fresh on uh, Rotten Tomatoes. So that did a little better it, it, Other than it just feeling like an incomplete movie, I think it has a little better. Well, it's definitely better than this. It. Yeah. So definitely better than this. I mean, oh, yeah, we would well, be. We talked about it. In a perfect it, world, we would have been talking about a single movie and said, boy, the, the bottom is, you know, the ending's not great, but it's okay. Right. You know, like we would talk about it as if it was a better film overall with a kind of a crappy ending. Instead, they gave us an entire two hour crappy ending. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. Yeah. And it's just yeah. I felt like I felt like we were already at the ending in about 30 minutes in the film. I was like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, this is the ending. Wait, it can't be the ending. This is took another hour and a half to go, but. Oh, no. It's one of those six ending movies. No. Uh, Do you remember? Or is this the first time they've called those robots the flying squid things? They call them calamari. You heard they they did that in this. They did refer to it a couple of times. Yeah. I've never heard that. Sentinels. I didn't catch that. Yeah. See, that's what I thought. They were originally sentinels. But in this one, they're like, ah, the squid calamari are coming. Yeah. Yeah. It's a drop. That's what the the people down the pit say. That's what the pit people call the pit people. Well, who are the yeah, who are the people in the in the club where they're pinching people's nipples? What was that about? That's the, that's hell. That's club hell, <laughs> okay, right? Club, that's when you're in hell. You get your nipple pinched. Yeah, yeah. It's H E L, not H E L L. Yeah, of course. Uh, and don't, don't forget, those guys are most of them are vampires because mm-hmm. that was like uh, one of the, they're from the old Matrix. They have survived some way or another. Oh, yeah, yeah. Somehow, right? And that's how okay. they. I I want to find that remarkable but i'm just having a hard time caring i'm sorry <laughs> right uh, that's well, i'll great. tell you what they are they're like uh they're like energy vampires though if they wouldn't shut up it's like oh god just shut up is there a, is there a uh, one of these like a trope for um let's see, a trope for all you need is an emp and everything's fine like, well, yeah, that pissed me off i mean that is the deus ex machina like uh, the first one, there's yeah. a bunch. There's right. like mm-hmm. a series mm-hmm. of Deus Ex the, Machina in this thing. Right. Not the literal Deus Ex, the character that's introduced as the Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, so yeah. are yeah. EMPs impossible to generate? I mean, because come on, you have like six or seven ships. Just get EMP them and EMP them until they're done. I mean, it's, <laughs> well, it made no sense. Well, they yeah. have, they apparently have a law inside the cavern that you don't right. do an EMP because you also would disable all of the human stuff. Mm-hmm. Why but, would you uh, just make, why would just, I'm just like, just make, some bullets with or some bombs some that have EMPs mini EMP that shoot far away from you. No wonder you guys are all dying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, whatever. There were um, enough calamari or sorry, enough squid robots or sentinels to to absolutely decimate everything, yeah. no matter how many mechs you yes. have. Yeah. Right. So they're either the dumbest squid robots ever made, or the movie the, is just dicking with us. The thing <laughs> that I didn't understand, of course. I mean, I tried not to focus on it, but it was so damn hard not to. It's like okay, he's been he's been rail gunning, he's been shooting that that gun in that mech for like the last hour, mm-hmm. and uh, they've only reloaded once. And I saw the box, mm-hmm. and I've seen the size of the bullets, and there's mm-hmm. no way the amount of bullets that you need to shoot for that long <laughs> is in that box. No way. Right, that's yeah. like uh, that's like thirty seconds of bullets tops. Yeah, yeah. 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 And I'm like, I do like yeah. that actor though, the general dude. Yeah, I love, uh, yeah. what was his name? I forget his name. T- t- it was cool. uh, it was an interesting character name because I thought it was it was hilarious. I'm trying to find it. Um, uh, the the general inside the the yeah. Mifune, Mifune. 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 Captain Mifune. Mifune, that's it. He's no. cool. He's cool. No, no, no. Mifune, Mifune is a captain of one of the ships. Oh, well, uh, who are we right? talking about then? Um, 
appearance. No, I thought it was Mufune because when he said, Captain Mufune, you got two minutes to open the door or something. Or maybe it's talking to the guy on the ship. I'm looking here. It was Um, was quite confusing. Oh, yeah. This is him. Nathaniel Lees. Captain Captain Mufune. Hold on. Yeah, that's him. Nathaniel Lees is his name. And he played Mufune. And he's... He is just a cool ass actor, dude. Yeah, New Zealand born, yeah. just a badass looking mother effer. And he's got... He looks so angry the whole time. He just screaming the whole. <laughs> You'd be so hoarse. Yeah. He's very old now. He's a very old person now. And and you can't yeah. and you can't like uh, get some uh, you know some you know get like uh, some kind of cockpit or something for those mechs to kind of protect you from the the squid was... slashes. Right, I was amazed that they didn't even have seatbelts. Like, you just hop yeah. in, you start wiggling the joysticks, and it looks like you could fall out of that thing at any time. And yeah, right. even Ripley had a seatbelt she had to... Yeah, like, even- <laughs> <laughs> you yeah, they even showed her buckling up, which has always felt like a message to us. Don't right. forget, kids. Don't. Yeah. Right, exactly. See, yeah. I see why. Maybe, yeah. it, and anybody listening to this podcast may be going, God, these guys are just nitpicking. Let me tell you what. <laughs> if you freaking make a story that makes me forget about all the bullshit... I won't nitpick. Yeah, if right. you give me lots of time and breadth to nitpick, I'm going to nitpick. Yeah. And, and if you create something whose whose sole purpose is just because you think it looks cool, like, right. as you alluded to at the beginning, mechs that have holsters with guns in them that they have to pull out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's dumb. Yeah. That is so dumb. It is, it is totally dumb. I understand yeah. if they're going to be used as loaders other times, you know, they're going to be moving around and doing construction Okay, maybe, yeah. but you'd still attach no. these guns. You'd have different attachments or something, put, right? Put the guns on the wrists and still have the things that can pick up loaders there and you stuff, go. right? Like yep. it's, you know, yep. like almost like web shooters or something. But 100%. 100%. 100%. The design is bad. And I don't know yeah. whose idea it was. If it's Mifune's, then I'm glad he died. Either way. <laughs> M- I, did like Mifune. Yeah. Yeah. I, I did like the kid story, though, in Mifune and him taking him under his wing, kind of, yeah. and like, you know, yelling at him, telling him, well, how are you, boy? And it's like, I, I, I dug all of that. That, that was, was all right. Nice but again, it just touch. felt like it got short shrift. It didn't feel like it get, got, yeah. had enough room to breathe. And, and it yeah. was so separated by two films that it was hard to remember there was even a kid in the second one. And right. I don't yeah. know. Like, again, it's yeah, the only right. The only reason why I recognize him is because, oh, it's the only person who's an idiot dropping stuff constantly. Yeah. That's his whole character mystique. But I'm going to say for, for 03, you know, we're, we're good at visual effects in 03. It's not like we're. Yeah, we we're really idiots, were. But, this, but this stuff looked never good. Never once did I think yeah. those are lame. Yeah. It looks no. good. Yeah, that all looked great. Um, good looking. Movie. Again, very video gamey and, and very little at stake. So it's hard to take it seriously. But but if you're just judging it on a technical level, I, the movie yeah. looks great. Like. Yeah, it's amazing what we did between, you know, if you go back to 1983 and then fast forward to 2003 and you look at the effects, it's just oh, it's, it's like wow, it's exponential really growth. Stuff. Yeah, I yeah. I don't even think you need to go that far back, right? Like you know, right, mid 90s, uh, Lawnmower Man, and and yeah, yeah I mean, yeah. we all, everyone always looks at 93 and Jurassic Park, and it was it was a game changer for sure, but there was still so much in the. In, in the following years that was still garbage either because it was being produced at the same time or they didn't have access to the to the the good stuff like spielberg would or whatever <laughs> but the jump the jump in technicality across those years that decade or whatever is really yeah. mind-blowing i mean and, and honestly yeah. we're kind of at the top of that curve now where it hasn't changed that much from 03 no but from 03 to like 93 to 03 holy shit mm-hmm. yeah. it's just insane let me let me clear up two Can things. Can we get more realistic than realistic? Yeah. I love that, though. So Randy's so, going to say some emails. Do it. No, no, just, yeah, just two things. One, um, Scott, you're absolutely right that Mifune uh, was the general in the colony 
who gave the big rousing speech, the Trump speech, right? Yeah, Trump right, speech. right, 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 right. But tonight it. we dine in hell or yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yeah. that's that's a that's a Trump speech. Yeah. You uh, you asked about the trope of the EMP, and uh, that trope has a name. It's called "Nice job breaking it, hero." Uh, <laughs> it is it is everywhere that trope is in yeah. jurassic park it's in all the godzilla movies it's in alien and alien 2 uh is it star uh, is it the little tiny missiles going in a little hole in the in the mm, uh the star wars the- no i think you're trying to win but you end up making it worse i think is the or yeah, right, or just B&B. you are the hero and you're the one who fiddled with the eggs in Alien, you right, idiot. Right. Oh, 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 you know? I see what you're saying. Okay, I thought you meant like the last minute save of the EMP is. Uh, I mean that that trope feels like Luke hitting a tiny target in in Star yeah, Wars. It definitely though. felt like that whole fly, that whole fly through felt like that. Yeah. to me, which I mm-hmm. you know these are fine. These are these tropes are fine. I appreciate them. They happen all the time. I mentioned I watched Shang Chi last night, and I love. I really liked it a lot, and I loved yeah. the the tropiness of some of it. Except Aquafina, why are you in this movie anyway? We oh, really? I was about to yeah. say, isn't I loved Aquafina in this movie, and you kind of <laughs> I didn't like her in it. Yeah. I, I I I like her generally. I think she's funny, and yeah. she has her place for sure in film and things. I just think she was a weird ad in this uh, movie. Distracting. Yeah. What's her uh, What's her rom com with uh, Randall Park? Oh, that one's good. Um, oh, it's so good. It's really funny. And she's funny in this. It's not that she's bad. She provides good comic relief. She's It's fun to have this best friend tagging along or whatever. But by the end, make her a perfect shot to hit the other dragon in the throat. No, these are spoilers. But but you know what I mean? Like suddenly she's like perfect for that. And now she's involved somehow. Like she gets to go hang out with MCU yeah, Avengers yeah. and stuff. Come she's on, she's now she's now uh, Aquafina, now an Avenger. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. What are you going to have? Like, here's uh, Kate Bishop, the new Hawkeye. Here's Hulk. Here's so and so. And now, welcome everybody, Aquafina, who has no power and really is only decent with an arrow. But Hawkeye's better than her. At that so. I don't know why she's here either. <laughs> it's really weird. Oh no! What? Oh, what? I am a bad, bad man. Why? Get wrong. <laughs> that always be my maybe movie is Ali Wong. Oh, oh, you are a bad look man! At you. Wow. I, well, I, you I saved think. you saved some emails. Maybe no, I didn't. There might have been somebody <laughs> no. somebody that hit send before they got to this part. But uh, yeah, but now there's some new emails coming for a different. That's reason. true. Yeah, there's oh. new emails. Hey, you know it's a really good show. Aquafina's Nora from Queens. I know Aquafina's in that one. Yeah, that's right? a fun show. <laughs> True story. She's got her name, and on it has it is actually really good. That yeah. we haven't seen the new season, but yeah, it's damn funny. That. She's a. She's I'll a, tell you what's good. Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say uh, on IMDb, when there's always something weird in IMDb. This week for yeah. me, it's got to be when you click on uh, the full cast and crew on IMDb on Matrix Revolutions, uh, you get a uh, rest of cast list alphabetically. Craig Walker is the first in that list and the only one with a picture, and he is listed as the Hell Club Pony Girl trainer. I don't remember. <laughs> I do remember. Uh, so, Pony Girl. At there was all. a guy. Um, humping a water fountain in the beginning of that uh that leather club scene and i was like god i wonder if scott's gonna see this guy oh i'm like him. just no head to toe in leather with a thing around his neck and he's there's a woman holding his leash and he's humping a water fountain i did not see that <laughs> i i tried to eyeball as much weirdness in there as i could and the only one i the one i could not look away from is that guy is pinching her nipple way too hard Oh, Way yeah. too hard. Yeah, she looked like she was going to go home and have to put ointment on that. For like a month. he was tuning in a radio station with yeah, that. Yeah, just kind of. 
I could feel it. Oh, almost. speaking of which, <laughs> <laughs> really? oh, the, the squid constantly using their, see <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of which, the, the stupid squid and their constant need to break out their old man uh, pickups so they can so they can hear things from afar. I'm like, what oh, is that? I like, love that. Those stupid. Oh, let, me, let me bring out my little satellite stop, dish. Right, they stop and pop out their dish <laughs> network. Uh, there you go. Hey, hello, yeah. Steve. Hello, you're talking to me. Hello, this is Squid Two Three. <laughs> <laughs> we have no better way to communicate than to just stop what we're doing, put out a little right. radar dish, and it would have been just as effective if they all suddenly stopped and like yeah, looked like they yeah. were getting a signal. They didn't need to go. Yeah. Right. Hello, right. what? Hey, everybody, be quiet. Be quiet. Quiet. They're saying something to me. <laughs> Source good. code is calling. Hold on. That was real dumb. <laughs> really, really dumb. Those drills were cool, left. though. Those drills were rad. Just oh, yeah. Yeah, it's the drop drill that oh, just drop yeah. is like, we're not going to use yeah. that anymore. Just drop it in there. That was cool, dude. I love that. I don't think I needed the little commando bit. Although, this was another reminder to me that, um, uh, what's her name? I wrote it down. Oh, Nona, uh, Nona Gay. We talked about last week. She's uh, Marvin Gay's daughter, I guess. Oh. Anyway. Yeah. Um, she plays Z and, uh, she stopped everything in 2009. She hasn't been in anything since. And I don't know what happened to her, but man, is she one of the most beautiful people I've ever seen on film of any kind. Right. What a gorgeous, gorgeous person. And I don't know why she stopped acting good for her, I guess, whatever she's up to, but I could have, I don't know. She'd been great in more stuff. Yeah. That's cool. I find her very compelling. Compelling. I said this last movie, but I'll say it again. Nona Gay, where are you? All right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Speaking of beautiful people, we have a uh, IMDb photo of the week here. Uh, oh, uh, just blows my mind. So uh, Cornell West is in these movies. He he gets okay. one line in each of them, right? He's one of like the counselors. <laughs> There's a council of humans, right? Oh yes, yes. And, and so Cornell oh, West yeah. has his one line. His IMDb photo yeah. just <laughs> fascinates me because oh, it looks like it looks very much like you took a guy. And had Bob Ross draw his facial hair and his hair hair on him. Yeah, <laughs> it looks he, like it's painted. You're it's right. The weirdest he's painterly. Thing. You're right. Yeah, he's yeah. an interesting yeah. dude. He's only happy, got happy little little hair. He has three yeah. Matrix three Matrix credits. He's got Matrix Reloaded, Enter the Matrix, and The Matrix Revolutions. Enter the Matrix was the standalone PS2 Neo video game thing, mm-hmm. not the MMO. Um, and then like three other things: the instrument, the private lives of Pippa Lee. And the 30 rock appearance. And that's oh. his whole career. That seems crazy. He looks like somebody who's been in everything I've ever seen. Yeah. yeah. Well, he's a, well, he's a professor. Uh, like he, he's a, like a famous philosopher and he's uh, him uh-huh. being in anything, him appearing in anything other than like Bill Maher is stunt casting. Like huh. this is, I, this is not, what I like that. What, what is he also listed as like a technical consultant or anything like that? Because this movie is all about, the philosophical questions right oh that'd so, be interesting I wonder, yeah i wonder if he had I wonder thoughts if he, I wonder yeah. if he got tied in some way or another because of all of that hey uh hmm. the wachowskis i have a thought about the following scene what do you think about oh, can you, you think you can say that on screen yeah let's go then yeah get him <laughs> bring that bring that beard and those cool uh dreadlocks or whatever he had and get up yeah. that thing that's another a bunch of bucket uh, checks in the bucket that whole council where'd they go yeah oh right are they done? They just sat there the rest of the movie. They just sat just there. They do. Just waiting yeah. for another person. Uh, do we have any any more items on the docket? Nope. All right. Well, we'll wait. Well, one of those guys is our is a Star Trek connection from last time. I assume he will carry yep. over. We'll, we'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. 
I don't think there are any <laughs> he new re- ones. He'll remain a Star Trek connection. You don't yeah, think yeah. that'll change? There. That hasn't changed in the intervening Has years. Okay. His status has not changed. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, I want to tell you what grossed me out. Hold on a second. Here it is. Right here. Gross. All right. This is what grossed me out. Uh, oh, where did I put the file? Guy in leather humping a water fountain. I've lost the file. <laughs> Um, where did I put it? How about... Hold on. I don't know where I put the file. I have a file. It's an audio thing. And I can't find it. It's an audio thing. How how about... I I just... I was personally a little grossed out when Neo has just had his eye sockets burned. And so you know that flesh and everything is just the most disgusting thing. And Trinity comes Ah. right into his face. She's like right there close holding his face, breathing in the air of his recently burned flesh. It just, Mm -hmm. (laughs) that was pretty gross. Okay. I found it. Uh, and I don't remember even what it was. Cause again, thank you. Weird muscle relaxing pills. I'm on here is the file. (laughs) I'll just play it. The stink of it filling every breath, suffocating cloud. You can't escape. Spitting out the blood. Oh, oh. Right, yes. It was a bad spit. It was like, uh, like he actually the the stuff was already out of his mouth before he made the spit. Like, Puh. yeah, right. All it does is kind of blow back on you, kind of rubber band on you a little bit, hit your chin, go down your. Oh, That's gross. <laughs> yeah. That's even grosser than I remember. Thanks, Brian. You right. it all back. Right. And it's also like it's also <laughs> bound up in this big weirdness about these movies, which is. Agent Smith is kind of the main character, and we don't care. He's off doing whatever, and we just don't care. Yeah, but, uh, okay, here's a problem with that. When he was in Bane's body, uh, Mm -hmm. (laughs) and he's, oh, punishment will be more severe. That's all I can think of. (laughs) Um, When he's in Bane's body, and he keeps calling him Mr. Anderson, it shouldn't take Neo 10 minutes to figure out what's going on. uh, Yeah, that annoyed me, because they kept, they kept going. Uh, they 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 couldn't have the imagination to imagine that he could because you know as an audience we know that he's jumped right. Yeah, we knew we that saw from it. part two. Yeah, but the humans are taking so long just to get it. I mean, he's he's literally saying, "Well, I'm Mister Smith. Look at me. <laughs> I'm Mister Smith in here. Look at me." And I'm they can't believe the it. Voice. They just think he's crazy. I'm calling you Anderson. I'm doing the voice. I'm everything about him. Yeah. and so and you still yeah. got Neo going. I don't get it. What are you trying to? What are you yeah, trying right. to do? You're familiar somehow. I don't know how. Whoa! Like it's come on. <laughs> Could have figured that out. That was really annoying. for some reason. That little sequence reminded me of a recent episode of What We Do in the Shadows, where uh, Nandor is trying to get a date at a health club, and right. he 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 keeps doing. Uh, he keeps sending in all the other characters. <laughs> Uh, wearing a yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, and and they have to impersonate him. No, yeah, he has to I impersonate them. Yeah, and it's just it's just so brilliant because oh, it's great. It made yeah, me it, it made me love. I already love Nandor. He's in my top ten comp comedic characters of all time. Uh, the minute he started doing that, and I realized he was actually still doing it, <laughs> right. my yeah, respect yes. meter went through the freaking roof. What an amazing. What yeah. An yeah, it was he like was so Kay good. Van Novak is the actor. He's so good. And, and him in pretending to be Matt Berry is just yes. the funniest thing I've ever seen. That effing guy. I love him. <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. What else do we got? Uh, 
I don't know, it might be all we have. I mean, again, you know, this is this, this is one of those. We saw the movie before. It's the same actors. There's not a ton of extra stuff. I, I, I do get annoyed yeah. that some punches send people flying and other punches just barely move people. <laughs> right, yes. So I, it is... It is, uh, we make the rules and, uh, we decide what happens with those rules and, you know, nothing is ever consistent with yep. those rules. It's like a haunted house of haunted house of science fiction is what this yep, is. For sure. Not my favorite thing in the world. No. Um, did we find out what happens to the cool Asian dude? Who's the, what's his, his title? He's the Seraf. Seraf. Seraf, I think gets, uh, taken over by, by he does, he, 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 when he takes yeah. the Oracle. Yeah. Oh, okay. Is that is that just Which, presumed, or would you? We're not presumed. No, they they show it. it. Oh, oh, do we? I thought they I thought they showed him I don't like remember it getting up. I can't remember. Okay, because they showed the they showed the 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 girl getting up off the street. She was on the street, so maybe I don't know. Maybe I like him though. Maybe it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Colin Chow is in, incredible. Like yeah. seriously, mm-hmm. like he, I was so glad they had a lot more of Colin Chow in this movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. he's just uh, I don't know. He just he had shit. I love how everybody freaked out when they saw him. It's like oh. Shit. Oh, it's him. Yeah, and he's scary. I just there's something about him, yeah. and I like that you don't overexplain him. Like in some ways, yeah. he's what I wish more of the Matrix sequels were, which is just a little more mystery. And uh, right, you know, you don't need to build. You don't, for me to build a world around him, I don't need you to explain every detail. And that's when the Matrix works the best, I think. Same with mm-hmm. Fury Road. To be honest, if they overexplain things, I would not like it as much as I do. But you know, when a movie when a movie shows you something cool and then gives you enough information for you to kind of assemble the world around that character, that's right. a really cool thing. And this movie is a mix of some of that, but a whole lot more of the let us spell this out for you and and let's be yeah. contradictory in how the world works. And you know, it's a bummer. Maybe yeah, the Colin, one, I want to know that. how I want to know how one program could eat so many olives. <laughs> the Merovingian. Yeah. yeah. He well, he doesn't even do like the like when I get a martini, and I'm not a big martini fan, I feel like they taste like turpentine. I I can't do it. But I like the olives in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And it was at least I 20 olives on out. that yeah. drink. Yeah. Well, I right. take the olive out and I eat a whole olive. He like nibbles off half the olive, and if you do that, the rest of the olive is gonna fall back into your drink. Yeah. You're gonna have yeah. to fish it out. Yep. Yeah. And which and, he did. Yeah, and, and he, he did, did, and then he ate yeah. it. So let me ask you a quick question about that. When you eat an olive out of a martini, it's one of those green pitted olives. Yes. Uh, yeah. or, or, or you pitted with a um, pimento. Pimento, pimento in there, in sure. There, yep. So when you do that, is the, is the difference between one that has soaked in your martini and one that has not, is it noticeable? Yes. Yeah, okay. for sure. Okay. Yeah, a, a martini soaked olive is, is probably the best part of a martini. Interesting. <laughs> right. Right. This yeah. is my same story with the uh, uh, Bloody Marys. I like to pack them with pickles. Just oh, like wow. get as many pickles in the in the glass as I can for a Bloody How Mary. How many pickles can you pack in a pickle packed uh, of pretty Bloody, pickle. Mary. Bloody Mary? But, uh, right, pickled Marys. Yeah. And uh, you got to leave them in there for a while. You're, you yeah. you should probably yeah. soak the pickles in in straight vodka for a while before you even make the Bloody Mary if you really want the effect. Yeah. Oh, by the way, I could tell you guys a funny story. Last night, Kim's watching. I'm trying to fall asleep. I'm on these stupid meds. And I'm really, you know, kind of in pain and cavorting in weird ways. And she's over there watching this thing, uh, some rom-com. And I could not, the for the life of me, the people that are in it are Jude Law and Cameron Diaz. But I cannot remember their names. So at one point I said, who is that? And she goes, oh, I can't think of his name right now. And then I laid there trying to sleep but couldn't because my brain was trying to dig out Jude Law's name. So this is really funny. We're getting to the toward the end of the movie. It's almost over. It's, the room is silent except for the TV's barely on and Kim's watching it. And she's up. 
and I suddenly yell out. I go, Jude Law! (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, are you okay? I'm like, no, that's his name, right? That's his name. She's like, yeah, that's his name. Go to sleep. That's his name. Now, now go back to sleep, yeah, you freaking weirdo. It was, it was weird. At the time, it seemed like the natural thing to do once the thing into my head is yeah. to blurt yeah. it out. But turns out the rest that's of the world That's what drugs do. Yeah. People don't. They, they normalize things that are not normal. Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of Jude Law, have we sacked Grand Budapest Hotel? No, we should. No. We've All never right. done a Wes Anderson movie, I don't think. Yes, we have. Oh, yes, we uh, have. Steve is underwater, whatever. Bill Murray. Yeah, Life Aquatic. Yeah. Have we? Is that it though? Yeah, I think so. That's the only one I can recall. I keep I hearing that, the French yeah. Dispatch is awesome. Uh, French Dispatch, Paris yeah, Dispatch, French. Yeah, dispatch. Yeah. French. Yeah, I want to see that. Pretty bad. That's uh, in theaters I right now. Sack, I want to sack Grand Budapest, and I want to sack Darjeeling Unlimited. Never saw Grand mm. Budapest. Did see Darjeeling Unlimited. Thought it was okay. It's not my favorite of his movies, but I mean, don't we have to be real picky with him? Because Wes Anderson's a weird pick or or not like we could just consider them all the same right yeah they're kind of all i mean i love them um i i wouldn't mind you know it'd be fun i love love dogs could possibly be yeah see i love isle of dogs i love it love it love it like absolutely adore that movie but to view it through film sack guys could be interesting given that it's a animated and b just some of the weirdest dialogue that's a great movie have you guys seen that have you all seen that oh yeah i have not seen it yet oh Dunaway, that I like movie's more cool. Than, uh, I know, Fantastic Mr. Fox, and I love it's that one, one too. Those, but I agree. Okay, so this is the problem with Wes Anderson movies. For me, yeah, my life is so busy, but a Wes Anderson movie it requires one hundred percent attention. Mm. You have to focus in, and I just can't seem to find a day where it's like my interest and my attention, <laughs> yeah, will allow me to watch it. Yeah, I could see yeah. that. It's. They are they're paintings that you need to stare at. Yeah, it's not movies. something you can just kind of turn on and go, okay, I'm going right. to look at my phone and look up every once in a while. No, no. can't do that. French no, Dispatch no. seems interesting because it's got the biggest cast I think he's ever put yeah, together. Yeah, everyone who's ever been in a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, plus people <laughs> that have about. always been meant to be in there. I mean, you got that weird kid from Dune is in it. Um, yeah, uh, Chalamet. Chalamet, yeah. Chalamet. Yeah, um, yeah I want to see it. Anyway. I'm working on my brain right now because I I oh, kept, no. I, kept saying, I kept saying the Darjeeling Unlimited. <laughs> That's not rocket I, science. Darjeeling. I, I don't know why I put "un" in the Darjeeling Limited. I, I don't know why, oh. but I it, it's a, the Un Darjeeling Limited. Yeah, it's like in my brain wrong, and I'm trying to <laughs> figure out why. Bob. Is that the one with the train? That's the train, right? Yeah, they okay. go on. They, yeah. uh, these the three brothers travel across India. Okay, uh, maybe uh, Tannenbaums might be all right. Royal Tannenbaums might be okay for yeah. us. Oh, that would be a good one for film sack. I think actually. that would be good. There's there's enough normalcy yeah. in it. I love that, that Norm- the weirdness normalcy? would really normalcy. Yeah. normalcy. <laughs> Nor- Is that like a, un- fal- a normal un- fallacy? Un- unskinny bop. Yeah, and it's also go. words have no meaning. No. It's also got a bunch of actors that we never see on film sack. Like we never see Ben Stiller for some reason no. on film sack. Well, most of yeah. his movies are so satirical. I think they're hard to do. But yeah, but they're you're right. They're yeah. Right. They lean full into comedy, which is hard to make fun of. On That's this. just a great. Oh, I used to love that movie so much. I have like the triple DVD something something of that, but since it's DVD, I'll never play it again. So. Triple DVD. Something, yeah, it's got like three discs DHS. in it. It's two two discs for the yeah. extended cut or something, and then a a cut that's all about him filming the way he films, and I don't know. It's it's interesting. Show him getting out a ruler to make sure everything's symmetric. Yeah, and that it's exactly the colors of Benetton or whatever. 
(laughs) or whatever that is. Like he's always got this perfect, perfect retro. I'm I'm fascinated that there's this real life trope that I would call something like uh, all the extras we didn't ask for. Mm. Like it just fascinates me. Like I, uh, I'm a, I'm a big fan of the band elbow and elbow had a new album come out like yesterday. Hmm. And, uh, and leading up to it, they released their first, they re-released their first album and they re-released their first album as a four disc set. And I was like, oh, four disc set of an elbow album. I'm going to go find that. And then I was like, whoa, 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 wait, wait, wait just a minute. Am I ever going to listen to those other three discs? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah. This ever? happens all the time with extra, extra DVD things. I do like extras, but I guess the old way is what put me off, which is I got to go get a disc out, put another disc in. Wait for the menu. Listen to the FBI threaten me. <laughs> you know all right. that. Whereas today, you know, if you get it, the extras with the actual streaming service, which happens sometimes, like Disney Plus is pretty good about this. Um, mm-hmm. It's nice. The thing ends and it says. Oh, do you get all the Shang Chi uh, extras with that? Um, yes. Do you? I didn't. Yes, notice. I, I've just been looking at it. Uh, That's cool. And okay. and with a lot of other things, if you if you know, like if you watched uh, C, uh, go check out all the extras. They have so much extra oh, stuff that's up that next you, yeah. on our list i'm watching that soon i can't wait uh real quick the the ching chi thing i was gonna say something oh it has a there's a it streams in imax if if whatever your stuff has can yeah. support it that's crazy that's they're going forward that's uh all the mcu stuff on disney plus is going to be um imax uh imax quality what IMAX do you need what do you need on the other end for that though do you need a special television or something or because i from what I can tell, a, it just look like you need like a nice. little nuclear power plant to, gen, to to run the freaking projector. Oh, is it a projector? No, you'll just have you'll just have black bars here and there. It's, it'll just be like anything else. Oh, okay. You don't have to have yeah. special. Yeah, I watched it in just 4K Ultra HD, and it looked great. But right, um, I just noticed that. And that's, that's nice. But I, I'm, I'm, uh, I don't know. The more the more bells and whistles they add to this stuff, it's just making it harder for me to want to sit in a theater again. It's very nice what mm-hmm. they're doing at home mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and also i don't Here's, feel that bad about not seeing this weekend one i am fine that i waited two months or whatever it's been three months totally worked out i like that movie it's good it was maybe good we don't maybe we don't care so much about seeing things on opening night i mean so i think Anymore? there's still like if it makes a good I care case about a for few it. things yeah if yeah. it always makes a good case for it every time he says it i go oh yeah he's right there's something about being there and you're in this big room and you had to wait right. a little time to 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 get in there, and I don't know. There's something special about that event status of it. You know what, though. That said, I am 100 percent all for every movie getting released having a uh, stream at home or watch it in the theaters component because I think half the people that irritate me in movie theaters would um, would stay home and watch it. The people yeah. like the people who want to be there and chit chat or pull their phones out, they would stay home. Mm-hmm. And then the people who really like the cinephiles who appreciate the experience, like me, would go and see in the theaters. Yeah. Also, I, I think, think part of what you're talking about is the the thing where uh, things are, are culturally significant for a time, mm-hmm. right? So, like, mm-hmm. we all saw this movie this week and we're talking about it, that yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And if you don't have people going to theaters, you're not going to have anybody to talk to about it. So, you need them to be able to see it at home. Yeah. I think they're, I think I'm, I'm, I'm happy for the hybrid. I'm, I'm not one of those people saying, shut down theaters. They've had their time. It's now time for us or whatever. I'm not one mm-hmm. of those. Mm-hmm. I would rather right. see it thrive in both places. I think it's inevitable. <laughs> You know. Somewhere just now, as you were yelling, Scott Christopher Nolan had a, like a bat signal, <laughs> yeah, <he did>. yeah. <laughs> or uh, David Lynch. Yeah. yeah, those guys aren't happy about it. But but whatever, they're you know 
it's Tarantino and his and his unwillingness to use digital cameras. Like whatever, they're going to do whatever. Did they you guys? Did you guys hear about this Christopher Nolan film he's making? Uh, yeah, this is that new. It's going to be um, a World War One, right? Yes, movie. yes. The cast looks crazy. Um, yes, in oh. the biggest budget. Oh, I haven't heard about this. Like a hundred million dollars or something. It's yeah, going to be massive budget for this movie. Will uh, it? Will it do well? Mm, Who knows? Yeah. I'm looking for it real quick here. What we know for sure is that he's going to insist that it be released in theaters. Uh, right. Yeah, you know right, that. Sure. Oppenheimer, right? Yes, Oppenheimer. Yes, the Oppenheimer. One, yeah, it's about the Oppenheimer. 2023. Um, check out who's in this so far. These are confirmed. Emily Blunt. Oh, I love her. Uh, Killian or Cillian Murphy, however you say it. Killian. Yeah. Uh, Robert Downey Jr., Matt Damon. That's all that's confirmed, but there's some other rumors and stuff. Anyway, it looks... looks uh, Super interesting. It says this is the sixth collaboration between Killian Murphy and Christopher Nolan following Batman Begins, The Dark Knight, Inception, Dark Knight Rises, and Dunkirk. So that's a lot of... That's a lot of Cillian Murphy. You thought you saw his penis in uh, 28 Days Later. Boy, oh boy. Boy, has he got a lot more to show you. (laughs) (laughs) And as, as good as Dunkirk was, like this has all the opportunity to be much better... Uh, like Dunkirk is such a small story, you know, it takes place on one beach yeah. and this is like, this has, this, uh, this could be his saving private Ryan. So I have high hopes. Yeah. Very high hopes. Time to start living a better life. As we roll into the holidays, it's a thing that you just sort of think about, right? Think about how you're doing with your job, your, your home life, your, you know, just your general attitude about things. And, uh, I'm here to tell you that BetterHelp wants to help you do that. You have to ask yourself sometimes what interferes with your happiness or prevents you from getting to those goals you've always wanted to achieve. Well, what if you got to start communicating in under 48 hours with a BetterHelp professional licensed therapist? How would that be? Connecting in a safe online environment. Very convenient. Don't ever have to sit in a waiting room or go anywhere. Well, BetterHelp is committed to facilitating this match and great therapeutic matches they are. And so they try to make that really easy. If for some reason you need to change counselors, you can do it. It's not hard. And it's more affordable than other offline counseling. And financial aid is available, even in areas where it's maybe not for you normally. BetterHelp is available for clients worldwide, in fact. And anything you share is confidential. And whether it be, I don't know, dealing with sleeping issues, some trauma you've experienced, family conflicts, stress, anxiety, whatever it is. Maybe just simple self-esteem issues. They're there to help. I'm really impressed with how the service works over there. It's worked for so many people I know, and I know it can help you as well. So start living a happier life today. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash filmsack and join over 1 million people who have taken charge of their mental health. That's betterhelp.com slash filmsack for 10% off your first month. Thanks, BetterHelp. Thanks. All right, let's get to some high hopes in the form of some uh, 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 clips. Okay. Yeah. This will give us high hopes. I don't have a ton because a lot of the dialogue in this movie is just either unremarkable or overwhelmed by violent uh, special effects. So they are just what they are. Uh, I hate this phrase. I can't believe it's in a movie about the future, but here it is. The big bupkis. Nada. The big bupkis. Nada. The big bupkis. Who says that? No one. No one says Uh, that right there. Bupkis. The big nada. Uh, Someone in Cheers. Yeah. I was going to say my my grandfather. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe his grandfather. Either way, it's yeah. like, ah, we're here in the, it's the depression. Ah, what do you got? I got bupkis. Ah, the big, the big bupkis. Got bupkis. All right, here's a girl who was badly cast, but whatever, it's a little kid. My name is Safi. 
Your name is Snail. My papa says you're not supposed to be here. I mean, I'm, you know. <laughs> I can tell you. I love kids, but man. That's the best take they got out of her that didn't sound yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, rehearsed. Yeah, Dakota Fanning was unavailable for this. Uh, <laughs> All right, here's, uh, what's this? Oh. Okay, something about learning something. One thing I've learned in all my years is that nothing ever works out just the way you want it to. Oh, man. She was very good. Aww. I liked her. Yeah, I thought she did great. She was now, she was doing a great oracle. That's a I hard like job it. to pick up from, especially yeah, in this case, totally an old friend of hers and, and do her mm-hmm. any justice. And I thought she did she did good. Um, she did great. All right, the Mad Max guy. We even talked about this guy uh, from Mad Max being in this movie, but he is. Uh, he was in both Road Warrior and... Temp- or, um, uh, Dome of Justice. What was it called? Thunderdome. <laughs> Thunderdome. He's the big, Dome of Justice. The big googly guy with fifty watches on his arm. Anyway, this is him saying no a lot. Oh, no, 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 no. I love that. Oh, no, 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 no. So much better than when uh, Sheila Buff does it. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Oh, that's very good. I should have thought of that. Oh, no, 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 no. I could have made a LaBeouf joke, but I was stoned. <laughs> All right. I don't believe this. I don't believe this. <laughs> Merovingian. Is he, is, yeah. is he French? I think he, the actor is yeah. actually is French. Is he French? Okay. Yeah. It's, they're supposed to French. be if they're supposed to be French vampires for some reason. I don't understand yeah, it, but I just roll Lambert, with it. Lambert Wilson. He's uh, got to be yeah. French. Yeah. Rumor is he's in the new one. So we'll see what they do there. Uh, let's see. I don't know what this is. Oh, this is him again. It's my business to know. It's my business. That's I mean, how you talk when you're trying to juggle two olives in your mouth and uh, not have right. them fall out. It just, <laughs> it just feels like a non-Frenchman pretending. Like I, I don't know. Like, I, I couldn't, hear, I couldn't imagine Patrick Beja talking like no, this. No, I think Patrick <laughs> would call this stereotypical if you asked him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've heard him do that before. Uh, Let me hear it again. But he let's listen. The, uh, oh, go ahead. He was the voice of Baloo in that live-action Jungle Book. That uh, really. Oh, I'm sorry. Just in the French. Dub. Oh, just the French dub. Dang. All right. <laughs> uh, read a little further, Brian. Damn it. Right. Oh, right. Because Blue was uh, Bill Murray. So he was he's right, the right. Bill Murray of France. Oh, wow. Now I want you to sing the French version of that song. <laughs> Bill Murray. Of of the Bell necessities. The <laughs> yeah, that's Bell. Mine was going to be I want to be like you. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah. I want to hear. I wanna oh, hear that was the, King Louis. Come on now. Oh, King Louis. Yeah. Wrong guy. Yeah. Come on. Everyone keep up with Brian Ibbett's knowledge of the Jungle Book. <laughs> That's right. Uh, this Listen for the olives, though. Which is my business to know. Yeah, he like shifted one over. Went, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, here's an Agent Smith laugh. Pretty maniacal. <laughs> That's really stupid. Oh, good Lord. That's, yeah. That's stupid. Okay, That's, okay Nosferatu. Yeah. Dr. Yeah. Evil uh, kind of level. Yeah, you could, feel the, there. you could feel the pinky rising toward the mouth. Yep. His mustache curled as he did it. All right. Here's his. Oh, this guy's impression is pretty good of Smith, so I, I captured some of that. What if I did destroy those ships and I am responsible for the deaths of all those men? That last part? Men. Men. By the way, uh, uh, Agent Smith maniacal laugh comes after Predator. Okay, it just sounded like Predator to me, and I'm like, it does have that Predator feel to it. Oh, I see. Saying the Predator laugh. (laughs) Yeah, that's not great. Um, Okay, here's a moment where I went, boy, they sure gave Michael uh, from Lost a lot to do in the second movie, but jack shit to do in the third one. 
Um, here he is briefly. I ain't saying goodbye. I'm saying good luck. No, you're saying goodbye because you barely are in this movie after that moment. You're barely in there. <laughs> yeah. May as well have said goodbye. Uh, give him hell speech. If we have to give these bastards our lives, we give him hell before we do. Whoa. Yeah. They all pulled out their I'd guns and cocked guy. them. Do you see that? They all went, they pulled out their guns and went, chuck, Yes. Right. Yeah. Pull our guns out of our holsters and and wave them in the air. <laughs> it's like an yeah. emote in a video game. Well done. <laughs> all right. I could have written this. I wrote, You did it. No. We did it. You're a hell of a pilot. Some things in this world never change. Ugh, what is with that dying? No, we're we're hell of a pirate pilots. <laughs> okay, okay. Okay. I want you to give me the first few seconds of that clip. Yeah. Don't play the whole thing. You're I want the first Star few Wars, seconds again. You? You're hearing Star Wars. That's what you're hearing. And I'm hearing yeah. Star Wars. I want to hear more Star Wars. Right, I want I'll to play hear, a little bit. I want to, this is this is uh, Luke. Luke Skywalker has just found out that his uh, aunt and uncle have been massacred. Yeah, they've been burned to death inside of an igloo in the in the sand. So here it is. You did it. No, we did it. Yeah, just leave out the. Yeah, it's like vanilla ice taken under pressure right there. It's like no, no, ours goes. Yeah. Damn. All right. Now, dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Normally in a movie this big, you don't let the flub lines go. I think they did here with Neo. Uh, see if you can hear it. I think he flubbed this line. Over there. He says over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. Over there. He does it wrong. <laughs> over there. <laughs> over there. Over there. Well, he can't see the script anymore. You see. <laughs> oh. Oh, it's just it's all yellow, yellow words that are super the, hard the, uh, to make out. The now. cue cards. He can't see the cue cards now because he has a thing over his face. Over there. All right. Here's a weird cry noise he makes. All right. One more time. Those are good. <laughs> he's all upset because Trinity died. How does she? So is she? Well, no, she's not dead because she's in the video game and she's in oh, the she new dies. movie. Yeah, but how is she in all the new stuff? That doesn't she make dead. sense. She dead? Is she a program? I don't know. That's the question. Is I she a program? Because well, she's she is his equal. Supposed to, supposed to be dead at the end of this thing too. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. And he's not. So, yeah. all right, he shouldn't shouldn't have called. <laughs> uh, I have seen it. I know it does. I've seen it. He's great. He's great. That's not how words work. That's why all my clones are gonna just watch as yeah. I beat the tar out of you. <laughs> you. Oh, that's uh, he's great. Gosh, he is great. Yeah. Uh, say the name I wrote. The Matrix itself. That's what they should have called the new one. The Matrix itself. itself. Yeah, because <laughs> they for a movie called The Matrix, they rarely say The Matrix. The first movie a bit more, but the rest yeah. of them they kind of ignore it. And then he he gets to say it because he's you know Agent Smith and he gets to do what he effing wants to do. Mm-hmm. All right. Join us now for the film sack checklist. Zion is hoarding mechs. Check. A uh, trinity of rebars are now in Trinity. <laughs> Check. And what if what if Jordy had a baby with Illidan Stormrage? Check. That's it there. Ooh, that's interesting. I didn't even mm-hmm. think of Illidan. Yeah, because he's got the blindness, and then Jordy can see like heat signatures. So to me, they were just like this weird and holy combination of Jordy well, and all of his Illidari. They all like ritually blind themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So you can mm-hmm. call him uh, Jordy La Storm Rage. No, Jordy. <laughs> yeah, Jordy La Storm 
Rage. No, I don't know if that works or not. We'll we'll workshop that and let you guys know yeah. when we see yeah. the next Matrix. There's something there. There's there's good bones. That's right. Uh, Star Trek connections. They're probably the same as last time. But Randy, did you scarf up anything new or? I maybe. Okay, so last time we talked about Anthony Zerbe. Yeah. That was uh, Counselor Haman mm-hmm. in the in these movies. Yeah. And way more of was, him in the last film, but yes, that guy. And and he was uh, Vice Admiral Darty in my favorite movie, Star Trek Insurrection. And I'm I know I'm alone on that. Um, it's, it's my favorite Star Trek two part episode that aired in theaters. Yeah. <laughs> it's a very good one of those, but it's a it's very indistinguishable from an episode of Star Trek. It's very weird. Yeah. It's it's supposed to be like wholesome and exciting i don't know but anyway he's he he's like really good in star trek insurrection i really like this guy anthony zerbe but that's it that's the only thing he ever did in star trek well all right then so yeah so in uh in this movie in in this third movie i think this is new to us uh the the machine has a voice mm-hmm. right and that's voiced by an actor named kevin michael richardson mm-hmm. and he was in star trek into darkness as a voice. Oh. Hmm. And then also in Star Trek Lower Decks, his credit is voice. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so this is what he does. I apparently have he a does, voice. Yeah, he does a voice then. That's his job. All right. If you ever it's need a just, voice. what I want to know what this guy looks like. like it doesn't matter. He's got some only, excellent SEO. That's right. Type of. Yeah. And he's only got he's a voice. Like, so don't yeah. don't look for pictures. Doesn't exist. Just a voice. Isn't that interesting? It is. Uh, soundtrack grade, I give it an S for the same as the last two, except I would say this one's weaker on the front of like licensed stuff. It's not as not as uh, remarkable as like the propeller heads in the first one or... Um, right. Uh, not propeller heads. Uh, Chemical Brothers, is what I'm trying to say. Mm. And then in the last film, you had that one by Fluke uh, that for the scene in the underground scene, the Fluke, uh, the Fluke music for the zion party whatever the dance party that was a really cool song they didn't really have that this time so much it was okay like the upside down uh guys in the in the reminiscent of the bank heist scene in the first movie in this one they were they could flip upside down and ninja around or whatever they were trying to play some cool techno edm there wasn't great yeah anyway very samey uh twitter posts let's put this thing to the test and let you guys sum it up in 280 characters or less I'm going to go ahead and flip a coin here, and let's see. Uh, we're going to start this week. Well, this is surprising. We're going to start with Randy. The Matrix Revolutions. What do you get when you take some exceptionally horny filmmakers, give them essentially unlimited budget, and mix in a going-out-of-business sale at the latex chains and leather superstore? You get one film too many. See you part four. <laughs> yeah. Can't wait. Well said. Uh, Brian Dunaway, your turn. The Matrix Revolutions, answering the important philosophical questions. How many olives can this vampire program eat? Hashtag give me the blue pill. No, no, the red pill. No, you know what? Just give them both. <laughs> oh, gosh. Incels have ruined me for which is which now. Oh, what is which is? What do I write? Because incels call it red pilling. Oh, yeah. Like if you, yeah. I, I just can't. I don't know. Like red pill is the correct one you're supposed to take, which is what what's. I think the blue pill is the ones who have have accepted the matrix, right? The blue pill is right. If you want to just continue to be in the matrix, you, you continue with the blue pill. Okay. So I guess it's the movies that have ruined me. I don't know which is better. (laughs) (laughs) That's why I take both. It's like Dayquil and NyQuil. I just take both. Be safe. (laughs) Yeah. 
Yeah, take but, your upper and your downer at the same time. Oh boy. Take your Twizzler and your uh, red vine at the same time. All right, let's move on. Uh, to no, Brian. we shouldn't move on. We no, should move to on Brian, to, Ibit. to Brian Ibbett. I was going to say, go ahead. Brian. Yeah. He was, yeah. was going to okay. move on. To yeah. Me. I got him. The mate, the matrix revolutions, a movie that's made up of three major fight sequences. Nicely done. <laughs> <laughs> So abrupt. <laughs> Nicely done. You know what? What was really great about it is it's difficult to to not make that sound like Discord had a problem. Right. Like exactly. Yeah, yeah. Like I disconnected somehow or there was a Discord issue. Yeah, but or... you did it. You, you absolutely got it right. That was great. Nailed it. Uh oh man, you guys won't believe this, but I was just handed these alternate titles. Just some real humdingers here. They were just too long. It's like the Jesse James shooting Robert Ford or whatever the hell that movie was. These are just too long, but here it is. Uh, it was almost called Never Talk to Strange Men Lying on the Floor of the Subway in a New York City Subway. Okay, all right. Uh, or Drillbot versus Cement Megadome. That was almost called. Uh, we got emails today, and they're great because we love them, and you guys always send us great emails. Keep them coming at filmsack at gmail.com. Uh, this one is from, oh, shoot, did we not get a name? Oh, Shock and Boom, he goes under that name. Shock and Boom. <laughs> shock and Boom. Which sounds like he's trying to say me and your name in the morning, but I guess not. <laughs> Dear Shock, oh, and boom. shock and Boom. That's why it threw me off. Anyways, he says, uh, listen, fellas, I realize this is late. I've been listening to all Frog Pants uh, shows for the last decade. I feel like I know your personalities. The awesomely terrible oh. Christmas movie of the year is Operation Christmas yes. Drop, a movie oh. about a woman from a big town flying to a tropical island with, a air, uh, with an air base that supply drops Christmas presents onto remote islands. And who does she meet first? The island's honorable Air Force pilot. Gentlemen, gentlemen, I need my supply drop. Okay. I mean, that sounds horrible. Starring Virginia Madsen. What? Oh, really? Virginia Madsen. Madsen. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Also starring Alexander Ludwig and Kat Graham and Bethany Brown. Names that are synonymous with, huh? Yeah. (laughs) Never heard any of that. Are they, do we know? um, I mean, is this a... An available. This thing? is a Netflix original, uh, 2020 Christmas Netflix original. Oh, I've never heard of this. Uh, it's when I think when they just started to dip their toe into the yeah we could we could do these Hallmark movies too. What does it take? <laughs> Anybody could do it. Well, this yeah. looks like real shit. I don't know if we want to watch this. Yeah. Like Virginia Madsen, I'm still scrolling through the name, and Virginia Madsen is the only name I recognize in here. Yeah, nobody else here. There's a Janet Kidder. That's all want, you need. I want her to be well, uh, Margot Kidder's daughter. Let's see if she is real quick here. Nope, nothing to do with Margot Kidder. That's a shame. There was this time my mom ran naked through the neighborhood. Wasn't that her deal? <laughs> wasn't there something with Margot? Not to Margo speak Kidder? ill of the dead, yeah, but she didn't. Wasn't she in yeah. trouble, or am I yeah. thinking of Anne like Hayes? A, a, uh, a confused state running around the the neighborhood, uh, poor lady. Uh, naked or topless or something, something like uh, that. Unless unless we're conflating the actual story, which we might be. It could be her or Anne Hage. I'm thinking <laughs> or of. Anne Hage. I was going to say there there are stories that I that I really can't remember if they're Anne Hage or Margot Kidder. Yeah, there was one other one too, like that. Oh, the yeah. um um from from The Shining um. Oh, Shelley Duvall? Yes, apparently she's kind of in a state. Like Popeye? Not Popeye? Like Popeye? Like Popeye? (laughs) Here's your final email. Uh, This is from Captain Chaos. He says, hey guys, wasn't sure if you've sacked this yet or not, but but The Goonies is streaming on HBO Max. Devoted listener from the beginning. Yeah, I noticed this too, Captain Chaos, and uh, immediately informed the team. Yes. uh, Guaranteed a watch at some point on this show. I don't don't know when, but we're going to do it. 
Um, cause yeah, we're case. way more likely than operation Christmas drop, like yeah. by a lot, <laughs> <laughs> by a factor of like 50 more than 12. Yeah. yeah. That'd be good. <laughs> I, you know, Goonies is a very distant memory for me. I don't, it wasn't one of those movies. Like for a lot of people of our age range, that was like the kids movie that you just always thought of and remembered. And for me, not so much. And I don't know why. I don't remember why I kind of bounced off of it or didn't care that much for it or whatever the deal was. But I remember hardly anything. I just remember the guy with the weird head and um, Sloth. And he yeah. likes Baby Ruth. Yeah. Baby I remember. Ruth. And isn't the lady yeah. the lady on there from. Um, Owen doesn't from have a friend. Yes, Owen doesn't have a friend. <laughs> that lady. <laughs> Bring me a glass of water with some ice. Yeah. And then the little kid with the belly and the whatnot. That's all I remember. So yeah, that's all you need to remember. Shuffle. Yeah. The truffle shuffle, the truffle, truffle shuffle, and then and then uh, Willie, uh, one-eyed Willie, yeah, uh, <laughs> one-eyed Willie, yeah. Thanos is in it, right? Could have played short round. Is it Thanos? Uh, is a I don't remember kid? any of this. I really, I saw the I saw the movie one time, and it was totally out of like the right uh, age context. I was like eighteen, and I was babysitting a neighbor's kid, and mm-hmm. we watched it, and it you know like. I just don't remember. That's this. great. You and I will be this in the is, same boat then, because I I have yeah. very now it's right memory. at my wheelhouse. I've seen this movie yeah. so many times. It's ridiculous. Yeah. So we'll do that. That's on HBO Max. For sure. HBO has been shoveling sure. out the good the good licensed third party stuff lately, and so we, we'd like to go there here and there. Uh, our next film, however, is not that. It's a watch along. It's not even a film. It's a watch along of Deep Space Nine's episode, The Muse. The muse, okay. and you say why? You might ask why that's true. Well, the answer is Thanksgiving weekend coming up, and uh, we're gonna not do a lot. You know, one of these things we're gonna pre-record this so it's out on the feed that day, so you're not missing out on us. So that'll be there. The muse. This is a Jake Cisco focused episode. Yes, right. Hey, and and then the I'm forgetting the subplot. We're we're gonna find out next week. Well, we'll find out the hard way, and so will you at home. So we'll do that watch along <laughs> coming up soon. And then after that, I'm happy to report. Speaking of uh, finishing out our quadril- quad- quadrilogies and our trilogies, we're gonna watch Alien Four Resurrection. Oh hey, yeah, so goody another resurrection. That's oh, right. Yeah. I, I just Ron wanted Perlman. I just want to admit right now. I tried not to. I actually, I actually left it off the list in the hopes that you guys would forget. No, and like seriously, I was just like, I don't want to watch it. I like, like Resurrection. After- I'm excited. This is going to be great. Yeah. We get to watch a fleshy hybrid get sucked through a tiny hole, and then that's not even a porno. Uh, we're going to watch something cool. I'm excited. I, and it, and it leaves it leads me back to the same spot I've been for months now, which is, I wonder if we have to watch Alien Five now. No, nope. is there a fifth? Okay. Wait. There's no fifth. Hell if I know. Well, well I mean, Prometheus? technically, is Prometheus, Prometheus kind of. Uh, yeah. I went ahead and watched, rewatched Prometheus a month ago in all of our talk right. of aliens. I just got in the mood. And um, I like Prometheus. I, might I love Prometheus. I think it's good. I think it's yeah. weirdly maligned. I think it's because yeah. nobody got the alien they thought they were going to get. I was right. fine with it. Once you once you understand what they're doing there, it's not bad. Now, yes, should Charlize Theron be thrown into the river for not getting out of the way of an, an easy Thrown. thing to get out of the way. <laughs> Thrown. Thrown. The Charlie's thrown to the left or right. But yeah, there's some problems with it. But I, for the most part, I, I'm not sure there's a more beautiful movie in science fiction. Yeah. It is gorgeous. Love it. Yeah. Uh, I will say this, though. Uh, Idris Elba doing his cowboy voice. It's a little rough. <laughs> He's on the <laughs> ship going, y'all going to come in here now because we got to get out of here. This 
this storm with all the shit and it's going to take our ship out. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, mm-hmm. you just got me way more interested. <laughs> it's really bad. <laughs> True story. And I love oh, him, but man, really rough. Anyway, uh, Alien 4 Resurrection after that. Uh, we hope you're all having a lovely November holiday time and that you have a good Thanksgiving week if you're here in the States. In the meantime, don't forget our website, filmsack.com. Email us, filmsack at gmail.com. And as always, you can find us on Twitter at filmsack. Leave us reviews wherever you get the show. That'd be great too. And hop on over to uh, frogpants.reddit.com because a lot of times what'll happen is we'll post up these new episodes and then you guys will have some chatter about it. And we're trying to beef that up over there a little bit. So if you want to have a conversation with fellow film sack listeners, that's a great place to do it. Also join our discord. There's all kinds of ways to talk to us and we'd love to hear from you. Filmsack.com for details. All right. That's going to do it for me, for Brian, for Brian and for Randy. Over to <laughs> We'll see you next time. This show is part of the Frog Pants Network. Yes. Get more at frogpants.com. Which is my business to know. Business.